Shut up and sit down. <laughs> Your balls sound like the wiki. Wiki, wiki, wiki. Those jingle balls. Those jingle balls. I think that's the name of this episode. Tis the season. Jingle balls. Jingle balls. Jingle balls. Because I have a balls, feeling you're just going to be jingling balls, those throughout the whole uh, I might take them off partway through. We'll see how well I handle They're not bad. They're just heavy. So we're talking about my uh, my beard. Your beard, your beard <laughs> my, balls? My jingly bald beard. <laughs> um, Jess, uh, Jess got me beard ornaments for Christmas. Homemade beard ornaments. Uh, and, uh, well, you know. Chris looks very, very happy for the first time ever because there's well, smiley faces all over his beard. I don't know about the first time ever. I've been <laughs> happy before. <laughs> I'm generally in a decent mood. Yeah, but not usually a giggly, happy mood, and, and well, y- your beard is smiling at us. I mean, seriously. It's a Christmas mood. How can you not love that? <laughs> so thanks, Jess. Sure. Uh, it is the, uh, we are the New Utah Podcast. This is our uh, Dirty 30. Dirty 30. 30 episodes. Half awesome. a year. Um no, a little more than half a year, truthfully, but uh, pretty close. Um, and uh, my beard jingles. <laughs> <laughs> beard that balls. should be the name of the episode. <laughs> my, and my beard jingles. And my beard jingles. <laughs> and my beard jingles. That can be the name of the blog. Beard jingles. Unless something better comes up. Yeah, I'm sure it's early. I'm sure it will. It's, it's awfully early. early in the program. I mean, I know about beard balls and sock jingling pornography. beard and stuff. Sock pornography was late was in the episode, but it was a hit. Yeah. Boo your pants came at the end of an episode, I think. So there's there's good stuff throughout. Hopefully, <laughs> I am your host. My name is Chris. Uh, I live in Utah by choice. I've been here for a long time, and uh, I love Utah. We also have with us Jeremy. Hello, and I just want to say we're making podcast great again. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fucking I hate you, <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> and uh, across from Jeremy is my lovely wife. Hola. She's giving me the sexy eye right now. Feliz Navidad. I'm getting some later. <laughs> <laughs> With your beard Those balls. Those balls. <laughs> that beard laugh. Balls. They that might laugh get was, in the way. That laugh was also my wife. I <laughs> 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 thought of me getting some. <laughs> oh, man. My life sucks right now. Hey. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it clearly doesn't. <laughs> your beard doesn't suck. If your life does. And that sultry voice is Jess. Hi. She works at uh, Southtown, Volkswagen Southtown. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you go there and uh, ask for Jess, I'll go find her. She's in a corner. Did I people bring you socks this week? I don't know. Nobody tells me when anyone comes. We have filled up uh, almost one of the bins. So A sock bin? A sock bin. Just, we are collecting until January 13th. However, I had to be very stern because everyone was bringing men's socks. I was like, women and children need warm feet too, so... There were kid socks in there today when I looked. That's good. Yeah. Good kid. Yeah, dummies. Children. <laughs> you know, we say go to Costco, but that doesn't mean just get tube socks. Well, I mean, tube socks are fine. You They're just can't warm. get like size 10 when you need fucking socks for three-year-olds. They Listen, when I'm steward and I get to wear tube socks... Those they're are like warm. they're like leggings for some people. Like they, tube socks can go way like up. a me. Some of us have short legs. Yeah. 
and little feet. <laughs> Thigh highs can't do short it's, legs. It's when the it's when the heel of the sock is like halfway up your leg. Yep, it's real. It's awesome. That's when you wear tube socks or get socks that actually fucking fit. That does that does exist. They Stuart do. Stuart has very specific socks. Kind of very tube sassy. socks don't it's have true. heels. It's true. They have the, the stupid lines on them. <laughs> yes, tube socks don't have heels. Holy shit! Our listeners are now deaf. <laughs> I'm just saying. If you were getting any, I don't think you are now. <sighs> we'll see about that. <laughs> Tonight's a ways away still. We, we got a while. <laughs> the night is young. Uh, so it I'm is. So uh, <laughs> Whoa. It is, we're, on, we're on something tonight. Uh, it must be, it, must be it's, Christmas. It's all that sugar that, we that just ingested mountain, from Jessica as well. Mountain no, West the, Hard Cider, the yeah. Urban Lunchbox. The, the Green Urban Lunchbox. Thank you very much f- for the donation. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that yet, but uh, I have. Well, I, I'm still finishing my beer, of which Jeremy just, like, you would have thought he was dying of thirst. He Maybe was. he was. He was parched. Well, I'm glad I... He had a long drive right over here from, from Draper. <laughs> Draper. <laughs> well, in rush hour traffic, though. Yeah, okay, so I still drove from downtown and Jess drove from Southtown, so we feel no sympathy I'm, for you. I'm just saying, you don't I'm have sure. to be here right at six, Jeremy. It's not a race. No. I mean, some days it is, but not today. Man, these jingles. Today I had to stop and get petrol. Because Chris used my car and used all the petrol, and I left a full tank of petrol in his car. Man, driving a Provo like four times in a week will do that. What petrol station uh, did you go to? Harmons. Harmons. Because oh. I got petrol. 25 oh cents off per gallon. Scotland. What? <laughs> I said petrol. I said you sound like you're in Scotland. Yeah, she always calls it always petrol. Call it petrol. It's, it's awesome. gasoline. Gas. Gas is like gasoline. Yeah. <laughs> I got to go get some unleaded. Who says that anymore? Diesel. Remember when you used to say no. that? Like. No. Back in the Who's early nineties. No one said when that. When you could still get regular. When you were a child. Yeah. When you could you still get that. regular. No one regular else said was that. an option. Well, we lived in the past in Wyoming where I grew up. <laughs> you still live in the past in Wyoming where you grew up. Yeah, but I bet in Wyoming you could get the green gas. What? What? Farmers get that green gas, it's cheaper. Green gas. It's called green gas. It's for farm. Dude, you're vehicles. fucking full. Is of it shit. dirty or something? I don't know. It probably is. It probably has less ethanol, is my guess. It's I'm guessing most of those engines don't support that kind of level of ethanol. Although, you know, interestingly enough, most engines will support really high ethanol content. In fact, almost all the engines out today you could actually convert with just a computer update. Are you serious? Yeah, to run clean ethanol, like high end, like 90% ethanol gas. Um, but they don't do it. Auto manufacturers. Big guess. oil doesn't want you to do well, that. Well, it's not just that. I mean, think about it. Uh, think of hybrid cars and think of how, one, there's not a lot of gas stations for it, at least not here. Like in the Midwest, it's crazy. But they can charge more for the uh, alternative fuel cars. So if you can charge That's a premium, true. why would you make them all that way? I know where there's one. I pass one of them almost every single day of my life. Yeah, right on uh, West Temple and Ninth like South. Like, that no one is ever at. No, no, no it's ever all right. I think I've seen someone in that parking lot once. I don't yeah. think I ever have, and I pretty much go by there at least two or three times a week. Yeah, there's a lot more of them. I in was the down there today. The, the Sun Belt, but anyway, enough about shitty Midwest. Fuck, I would hate to live there. Um, <laughs> With as cold as it is here, I can only imagine what it's like there. Well, yeah, I mean, can we talk about that? <laughs> you know, you lived there, you weirdo. Why don't, why I don't know. We, 
Well, then you don't only have to imagine. You know, you lived it. I have to imagine. You have lived. I just close my eyes. Where, where, where are you talking? About? Iowa, Iowa. Well, yeah. You don't get much more Midwest than Iowa. No, it's pretty it's fucking pretty smack. Pretty dab smack in dab in the middle of the middle of Midwest. Now people talk about people talk about the the South being like stupid inbred hicks. Fuck no. It's the Midwest. It's the whole farm. <laughs> there. Those Fuck fucking you, Jeremy, you inbred hicks. Well, like, Indiana's home of the fucking Ku Klux Klan. There's still a shit ton of racist up there. Did you hear that the the son of the Grand Master Ku Klux Klan guy has, like, converted and has apologized for his ways and has promised to make up for all of the bad things that he has promoted in his life? Did you hear that Trump is appointing racists to high positions in his cabinet? I try and ignore that. <laughs> just makes me sad. Uh, anyway, enough about the shitty Midwest and the Klan. And, yeah, because this is about Utah. So it is about on. Utah. So and I Christmas. was going to say, the, the weather, though. Uh, so Utah has been in a bit of a cold snap. It's 50 degrees last week when we met. Uh, yeah, and it has been freezing ever since. Like, there's... The high the, the, high the other day was like 19. <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to warm up to like, I think, 40. I saw... A uh, a video. No, this isn't Utah. This is Wyoming. But one of my friends went in their backyard. It was like negative twenty eight where they were at, <laughs> and uh, they had a cup full of boiling water that they chucked in the air, and it just instantly crystallized. like crystallized in the air. Pretty cool shit. So your snot freezes your face. Uh, you know, as a man who has a uh, mustache and a beard, you have no fucking idea. <laughs> You're right because I not, don't have a mustache uh, or a beard. Thank God, that's good. Thank God. Not that there's anything wrong with you know a woman growing a mustache. It's just not my style, I guess. <laughs> just could uh, be the bearded lady mistress of events, but would rather not. <laughs> thank you. Uh, I'd have to loan you some of these ornaments. So. <laughs> They're yours. They're all yours to have. <laughs> no, when you're out in the cold, um, and I used to work security and, and whatnot, but just breathing out your nose. Just the condensation, bit of the moisture. moisture, just causes icicles on your, oh, on your mustache. Makes me cold. Yeah, it's 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 pretty frigid. And I was standing outside this morning, getting my car looked at for you know estimate purposes, and I just kept walking back out into where it was sunny. And then he talked to me, and I have to go back into the shade and shit. So just so people know, this doesn't mean global warming is not real. Global warming is very real, which is why it was like fucking 80 degrees. And which is why we still have there. no snow, because it went from warm enough to snow, but not snowing, to so cold that it can't well, it was snow. it raining. Now. It rained. It rained for it's like the, a day and a half. the ozone holes. Yeah, yeah they're just it's passing mush. over us yeah. randomly. It's too uh, cold to snow now. So supposed to have a storm this week. Um, doesn't sound like for Christmas, but we'll see what happens. Um, now here's, uh, so we have air quality problems. Wouldn't mind talking about that a little bit. I can tweet a picture out of that yeah. good stuff. Uh, so Utah, around this time of year, I always tell people when they ask if they want to visit Utah, I say, sure, come visit either in like early December or uh, like February. Just skip late December and January altogether because we get inversions where pressure systems sit over top of the valley. Unless we're having good storms. Yeah, but that just, in, in December and January, it just always seems to work out where we don't really have very many storms. We get like one or two that clear it out for a day and then it's right back into to the valley. So so there was a there was a thing in the news that said the EPA is requiring Utah to come up with a new plan to clean up the air. This was earlier today. Yeah, that's only until Trump takes office. Then we won't have to anymore. Well, no, I I suspect that they still will. I mean, Utah, part of Utah's problems, guys, I know that Herbert likes to think it's fucking cars, and he says that we have a car problem, and we do. We have a lot of cars on our road. Uh, Utah's population is actually one of the fastest growing in the country. 
Um, in fact, why don't we just talk about that too while we're here? Uh, so there are a recent census said uh, Utah's population increased 2.03% from 2015 to 2016. Oh, yeah. The highest, uh, fastest growing in the United States for the yeah. last year. Yeah, we surpassed uh, the 3 million mark. We're at uh, 3,051,000 roughly. Um, but yeah, fastest growing. Um, uh, Nevada and see the fastest growing states after us are Nevada, Idaho, Florida, and Washington. Idaho, that just blows me away. None of which eclipsed 2%. And we had. I was a- shocked at North Dakota. <laughs> Don't you know? Well, you know, that pipeline's drawing people over there, right? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wyoming lost population? Does that mean there's only 10 people there now? uh, Yeah, it's getting fucking (laughs) scarce. It's because your mom's gone for vacation, and so the number went down. Uh, She did actually go to Texas. Here's the deal. No one likes to live in Wyoming, so people will often move from Wyoming and you know there's a few babies born but everyone's dying there because they're all old <laughs> so there's not a lot of population replacement and there's not a lot drawing people to Wyoming. maybe that's why Utah needs to put its new prison it really what it is <laughs> that'd be nice <laughs> really what it is is uh, uh, Wyoming has a lot of mining and a lot of natural resources so the pipeline's a, big there's yeah. a lot of people that work on the pipeline in Wyoming isn't so there? they'll have yeah they'll have big oil field when you have Yellowstone all Jellystone park so like Rangers. four years ago, five years ago, they had a huge oil boom uh, in Southwest Wyoming, where I'm from, and they built like three new hotels and my like nice hotels, like a nice like a Hampton Inn. I mean, it's nice for Wyoming. Um, hotel six in, in a town of less than twelve thousand people. They put this fucking hotel, like this three hundred room hotel, which is stupid. But you know, you had a bunch of oil workers that came and stayed in the hotel, fucked it up. You know, within the first year of it being of there, of you're not, oil workers are dirty. coming in with dirty. oil. They've got them. oil and dirt and mud and all kinds of shit, and it's really hard to clean that stuff. And um, one or two of them might drink. Yeah, well, a few of them. Maybe. But they get these big booms, and then the oil, I mean, oil work, when you drill a well, you're there for three or four months drilling a well, and then you move on to the next well, you cap that one, there's nothing left to fucking do. You have a so, small maintenance crew of a few people, right? Yeah, that run it. the entire region, basically, yeah. and just drive from well to well, but you don't really need the workers for drilling. Permanency. Yeah, so very, very booming kind of business. Um, what are we talking about? Population? Oh, the weather. The Snow. weather. <laughs> Snow. So it is Christmas. Um, it is cold as shit in Utah. And anyway, so I tell people not to come here in January. I said, if you want to come and ski, really try like February, March. You can come at the end of January for Sundance. Uh, it's in the mountains. If you want to ski, if you want to ski, come February, March. So coming for Sundance is cool, I guess, if you like watching for celebrities. But Park City's a giant clusterfuck that whole week. I like um, the movies. There's really cool. There's really cool the parties, cinema. and that is cool. Like if you, I if saw you my Utah, most favorite movie of the entire year last year at Sundance, and I also got to be in the same room as Viggo Mortensen, which was what movie was your most favorite? Yeah, what movie? Called Captain Fantastic. Oh, they uh, they sold that. It's uh, it got uh, produced heavily, didn't it? Yeah, he just got nominated for a SAG, a Golden yeah. Globe, and a Critics' Choice Award. Yeah, yeah. And who who backed them after they picked it up? I don't I remember. Don't, I don't remember. But it was a very it was still a small release. But um, anyway, uh, so but you come to Utah to ski. Um, 
you don't have the inversion. Of course, if you go up in the mountains in January, you don't really deal with the inversion either. Yeah, it's like but a it's, completely different place. It's really disgusting to drive through it because you can. I mean, you literally just. Well, as see soon as you come the, down the canyon, if you get up on Wasatch, you can up taste on it. I mean, yeah. for real, you can. You taste really it. can. Yeah, it's just brown, and it's it's really gross. Why so you can see it up air? there. Well, not eating it. Well, you got to chew it when it's that thick. That's it true. It it's really gross. Uh, but we do have the best snow on earth. That's no joke. That's what I hear. <laughs> That's really what I That's was trying to get to. the greatest snow. Uh, well, it really is. Like if you talk, if you talk to people that ski, um, you know, all over the country for sure, and especially in Utah, we have the the way our geography works and and just where we're at, um, we get really light, fluffy snow, and we get lots of it in the mountains. Unless like, it was the other day when it was like pierced, like hail and. Gross water, snow. <laughs> yeah, but that's down in the valley. So up in the mountains, they get really nice, white, fluffy snow. It's a very, a very dry snow, as opposed to you know, in the northeast, it's a, it's a really heavy and it ices really fast. Slushy. Yes, yeah. it does. And and the ski resorts there, it's I mean, you're really skiing on ice more than anything. Up here, we get a storm, and you have three feet of fresh powder to just go and just have fun with. Uh, and so that's why Utah has the best snow on earth because it's just really fluffy. It's easy to, to ski and snowboard in and the number of ski resorts says something. Anyway, I feel like I'm just talking about awesome Utah snow. Well, I don't even fucking we, ski or snowboard. That's okay, but it's still part of Utah. This is the new Utah podcast. So, okay, I'm going to tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> it's just us tonight, folks. Uh, our interview, um, our thoughts are with Ginevra. Uh, she had an accident, and uh, we'll talk to her at another time. She was the campaign manager for Misty Snow. I think we've said a few things to her on here before. Yeah, she's been on with she's us. She's such a nice gal. She really is. So I'm going to tell a story um, about the first time I tried to snowboard. So I grew up in Wyoming, mostly. Um, never skied or snowboarded. We had a ski club that came to Utah and a few resorts in Wyoming. We're two hours, two and a half hours away from Salt Lake, so Park City and stuff was pretty easy to get to. But uh, first time I ever went uh, skiing or snowboarding, my friend in college took me. Um, it was my first year here. I was 18, and I'm a pretty warm person. I don't wear a lot of outer clothing, so like even in these frigid temperatures, I wear a hoodie all day, like outside. No heavy coat, usually. So I go up there. She doesn't tell me not to in a pair of khakis, because I was really into khakis <laughs> at the time, and a hoodie. That's it. To go snowboarding for the first time in my life. If you got moving, you might be okay, but you have to really like, be active, well, to be actively warm. Now, mind you, this is the first time I've ever gone in my life. And this so is he's like, going to fall. This is like that. over Christmas break, so this is like December, January time frame. Anyway, we're up on the mountain. And I decide I'm going to do lessons, and I get out there, and the instructor's like, you sure you're going to go in that? I'm like, oh, no, I'll be fine. He's like, okay, but I don't advise it. You should probably go get some snow gear. I'm like, no, I'll be good. An hour into it, I was soaked. I was freezing. I was miserable. <laughs> Didn't even try. Fucking took my shit back and sat in the lodge <laughs> for like three <laughs> well, hours. Now you have an amazing memory. I wouldn't call it a good memory, though. <coughs> my first time skiing, the only two times I've ever been skiing were both on dates in high school. That was the only two times. How'd that go? Went well. Went well. Yeah. Yeah, I would think ice yeah. skating is a better date activity in high school. A little That's bit more. Because 
Why'd you pull it away there? I didn't want to get lipstick on the muff. It's okay. It's your muff. I know. <laughs> Just go ahead and put your lips right on your muff. No, that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, ice skating seems better because skiing is kind of like individual in a way. Like, well, and they were all part. like good skiers, yeah. and so which is fine. Like. Whatever. It just kind of feels like they probably either one, they're bored because they're having to stick with you the whole time, or two, they're dicks and just leave you. Maybe and, both. And then there's just no interaction. So what kind of a date is that? High it's school. like a movie date. You should never go like on a movie date dead. for your first date. Yeah. <laughs> like what are you gonna fucking do? Dad. You're just gonna sit there and not have to interact with that person at all. <laughs> this for two hours. No. Do you know what the street <laughs> value of this is? He signed my VHS. Booger. Yeah. Um, what does he say? Some buck, buck up, little buddy. Buck up, little buddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's about as tall as I am, which is like five foot two. Sorry, I blew up your mom, Ricky. <laughs> so, <laughs> the language of love. As long as we're talking about cold and snow, and we did talk a little bit about the uh, sock drive you got going on there at uh, VW Southtown. Go see Jess at VW Southtown. Just go in and ask for Jess. <laughs> you don't have to see don't her. Know just her. bring socks. No, just go see her. <laughs> Say, I want to deliver these personally to Jess, and they will uh, they will take you to her. I'll never get work. I'll never get work done. With all the socks. Yeah. You don't get socks work done coming. anyway. Come on. That's true. No one gets work done this time of year. Even though it's my shittiest time of year, second shittiest. July's worse. Uh, anyway, as um, far as like being busy, yeah, I'm so busy. Like I'm just like I worked a huge chunk of the day Saturday and Friday into the night. You worked a little bit on Sunday too. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's busy, 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 busy. Um, we should jump to events. Well, I was just gonna say before we get off the subject of cold and socks, and we have a lot of homeless people in Utah. One died the other day, froze to death. Sorry. That's okay. It makes That's me sad. Good. I was driving downtown today, and I just look at them like, like sitting in the building. Like you just don't know. It is sad, and and yeah, I mean it's so they they might have a place to stay at night if if the shelter's not full, but during the day it's not much better. Like it's still below freezing. And that wind right now, oh, ugh, it's crazy. Just, yeah, so you know for them to 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 you know be able to get a leg up is is really tough and the road home is doing their big drive uh all day uh wednesday the 21st and thursday the 22nd um if you've got time go down there you know they have like 12 radio stations and some tv stations and you know take what you can they take unopened unwrapped toys they take gently used clothing warm, warm coats but yeah most importantly is money and if you can't go go online and donate uh you just go to the road home and they have a link to donate. Um, do it in the name of X96. Um, but I was listening um, to a little bit of history on it this morning on X96, I think. Uh, and they were talking about the kind of the origin of how that whole thing started, that big, big drive. Uh, drive. So uh, John Huntsman Sr., at one point, he was, uh, he, was, he was going in for treatment of prostate cancer, I think. And before he did that, he donated a million dollars to the road home and a million dollars to St. Vincent's Soup Kitchen. Um, and kind of started a foundation where there is a million dollar match every year for the first million dollars that's donated on this drive. Now, what they really look for is about five million out of this. Um, that's about a third of their operating budget. The other two thirds come from, uh, grants, federal and state grants and, and that sort of money. Uh, but they, they raise, Close to five million or, or over five million, hopefully, 
uh, during this drive, but it doesn't happen without people actually donating. And even if all you can get is five bucks, it's five bucks, and they can do a lot with five dollars. So I think they said it costs them twenty dollars a person. I per thought day. it was ten. Maybe it's ten. I was thinking it was like some weird number, like eleven dollars and twenty three cents, or some yeah. odd thing. But like think it's about that. Pretty like, dang economical. Like twenty bucks. So just think about it like this: if you're the type of person that goes out to lunch every day, skip it twice. You know. Um, skip it once. You're, you're going out to lunch. It's probably it costing you close to 10 bucks. You know, just don't go out to lunch. Instead, take your lunch break, go over to the road home, and donate the money you would spend on lunch to the homeless. And do it right now while they're matching. Yeah. And not just in winter. No, no, they need it all year round, but this is their big drive, and they do have a lot of corporate matching donors and stuff. So every time you donate a dollar, you know, it's oftentimes doubled or tripled from, from matches that go on for this, for this drive. So, uh, it's a big deal. It's a big deal. So enough of that. Let's, uh, that's one event that's going on, obviously, this week. What else, Jess? There are no events. All right, moving on. Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> nope, nope, we're done. No more events. Uh, okay. So <laughs> the big one, there is a big one this weekend. I don't know if you guys are aware. There is. So it is Happy the... Happy holidays. It is the Christmas holiday, uh, the Christmas holiday, uh, if you will. Or, so, if it's, uh, or if it's my uh, my co-worker, it's definitely Merry Christmas and not Happy Holidays. Yeah, because why the fuck do you care about Hanukkah or Kwanzaa? Because why would you, know, you there try are like 18 other... Uh, Holidays in yeah. this time period. Why would you well, try and be inclusive? And that's, that's why happy holidays yeah. is, is what you say. Why would you, why wouldn't you be, you know, exclusive by saying Merry Christmas? Because there is a war on God in this country. Yeah, for God's did sake. You, did you read, um, uh, Obama signed today, um, an update to, what the hell is it called? Uh, I can't think of it now, but he signed an update to an act today. So we could go to war um, on God? No, uh, oh, basically <laughs> giving atheists and non-theists more protection under the Freedom of Religion Act. Good. Um, so I, ha- I know I know two very important atheists in my life that I I would like to have protectioned. Yeah, so. protectioned, protectioned. So I mean, when you think of uh, religious freedom, a lot of people forget that there are atheists in the world that don't believe well, in any. And kind that's of part God. of religious freedom, though. Yeah, right. They don't believe in any kind of God or any kind of supernatural being or deity. So when you think that saying under God doesn't matter what religion you are, that's bullshit. Because there's plenty of people out there that don't believe in a God. So events. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more shot. If you say <laughs> no events, I'm going to railroad your ass and just fucking you take over. You do anyway. That's true. You just take right over. Well, the first one's starting on uh, the 26th. There really is not a lot going on except for just basic. Oh, so it's true. So we're just fucking skipping right to next week. We are skipping. But the no, 26th, 26th is, is Monday. Monday. Yeah. You could, I would say you could maybe try to get into Midnight Mass at Cathedral of the Magdalene, but then I would have to say good luck. Well, Midnight that Mass. Um, you have to fucking stand outside. But isn't so Midnight cold. Mass um, Saturday night? It would no. be Saturday night, wouldn't mm-hmm. it? Well, it's midnight, Christmas. midnight Christmas. is Christmas morning. Yeah, and the cathedral is fucking small. It's tiny. Like I, But you have to stand outside. That's the worst part. I only yeah. ever went when I was part of the Mass, and so I could sneak in the back door. I've never had to go. <laughs> it is really cool if you if you do get a chance to go, um, go see the cathedral. It's just an amazing building. There's probably inside. a so lot of other cool services like well, that. Well, there are. There's the, there's the, the vigil state, mass so. and there's so, you know, um, funny. Christmas so, morning mass. So, so when, when I was, 
I, I would say growing up, but, but more high school age. So we lived here and I was, it was high school age. Uh, a neighbor of mine actually played the organ for the Cathedral of Madeline. He was Mormon. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Not that there's a rule or anything. They have, if, if you, if you sing there, you have to, you have, you have to, to be, be like trained. trained to sing there because of the way the acoustics. The, the acoustics are. Like you have to sing weirdly. I don't know. So you don't have to be Catholic to be in the choir? Uh, I don't know, but the choir is up front behind the altar. They sing behind kind of a wooden great thing. It's, it's pretty. It's not great. Like an, like it's not ugly. I say great and I think of something <laughs> ugly, but they stand behind it. You can't really see them, but the organ is at the back and up on a, on a mezzanine. And so by the time the, the actual music, gets to the choir if the choir sang that way then it would sound weird to the people in the back However, because they admit, would hear the music they're, they're smart singing. to actually hire someone and not just expect volunteers to do it well that yeah the catholic <laughs> church isn't as voluntary as the mormon churches like at the cathedral things are pretty professionally done i, I think it's because they don't they don't compel their members to be as voluntary as the mormons do yeah. it's compel true. or the power of Christ compels you. Yeah, but they, but yeah, but they have to learn how to sing so that it, it sounds like it's all happening at once. And it's still, if you're up at the very front or up back at the very back, still sounds a little bit weird because the sound actually meets in the middle. Like when we were there for Cassie's graduation stuff, we were kind of in the middle. We were kind of in a good, good sweet spot. So for, they have like the, music. The, do they have like their own choir, like the Motab? But but the, but I mean, it's dedicated to. Well, the the cathedral or the Madeline Choir School um, are the main the main singers during the week. So the choir school that's there, they the the children there know how to sing with the organ, but they do have an adult choir. I imagine it's parishioners because the cathedral has a parish. I mean, it's. I took the ornaments out. The jingling was killing me, but I'm glad I have this box because it allowed me to count them all. Because I wasn't sure I was going to get them all out. It's like hidden in your beard. I love them. They're, <laughs> so, they're fantastic. Okay, back to events now. Yeah. That so what were you that, saying before? Ray and I have highballed for once. No, you're good. The so every year Salt Lake does the Eve Winter Fest and. In the past, it's just been like the 30th, 29th, 30th, 31st. This is all week. Uh, this time it starts on the 26th and runs to the 31st. And there's just a bunch of events all over downtown Salt Lake. Uh, $25 gets you, um, into everything, including a jazz game. And then there's just a $20 pass that is so just like can basic. Watch the jazz lose for $20. Yes. That's well, awesome. I think they're number five okay. right now. They've been doing um, okay. But so that's cool. They have so, a bunch of stuff going on at have Salt any of you guys Have you, any of you guys been to Eve? I've never wasted one of the money. very very first years. It was so cold. <laughs> yeah, that's always cold. my thing. Like <laughs> we were talking about this yesterday for New Year's. We don't do anything. Most well, mostly of our, we don't do anything because most of our friends have little kids still. As I glare at Jeremy for having little children. <laughs> he has some older ones too, but uh, he yeah, but that older. doesn't count when the kids. little when he sells little ones. Yeah, you're in it for the long haul, Jeremy. I know. Are you having a New Year's Eve party at your house? I was actually going to go see Ellen coming in Park City, but I don't know if there's still tickets available. Yeah. I volunteered our house for my daughter to have her friends come over. I doubt that it will happen, but I would sure like it. <sighs> These are college kids, by the way, folks, not my 16-year-old. Yeah. 
Although she'll probably so have friends over. If I we do want to ask Jess before we move on. How did the VW thing? Go oh yeah, weekend? I meant to ask that when we were talking about very socks. Cold. It was very cool. Thank you for <laughs> there's taking. There's nothing like there's nothing like uh, driving in a VW double cab with no heat. Yeah. Thank well, you for taking my daughter. Topless? By the way, she actually like she didn't come home and complain about food or cold or anything. I was she, like, waiting for it. And she I was, was like, happy. She. she what enjoyed you experience. enjoyed it? So. I told her, she's like, it'll be awkward. I'm like, no, because Jess will talk to you, and then you'll talk to Jess, and then you guys are both talk to each other. She's like, we did. We talked to each other. Because you guys are both talkers. She goes, we're both talkers. I go, yeah. I told you you'd be fine. I told you she would ask you questions, and you would start talking and be fine. Uh, it, it was awesome. Last year, everybody just kind of handed over presents and kind of a conveyor belt line and put them in the house, and this year... The gentleman that was chosen um, was paralyzed a couple months ago on a work, I think, a work accident. And so we actually took the gifts, everybody, like individually into the house while singing Christmas carols. And um, no, the double cab was not topless, but somebody drove all the way down from Salt Lake in a VW Doom buggy, which is topless. <gasps> oh. oh, that's cool. That's cool. It like was so cold on Saturday. On yes, it was just like that. And they're like frozen together yes. on the scooter. Yes. You know why they're frozen together, right? Because uh, he Cause he peed. <laughs> he peed on the other guy. I hate that. It's my favorite movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's not my favorite. I am not good, good with with stupid humor. So I what? Have a hard what? Time with it. What else? Anything else before uh, this week? Yes. Well, there's so there's not an official opening date as of yet. The last I heard was the end of December, uh, beginning of January is the Ice Castles up in Midway. And this is uh, something that's put on by a company that's called Ice Castles. And there are four others that are in North America, which is really cool that uh, Heber City gets to be one yeah. of them. I've seen uh, some Midway. of the pictures. They look um, it's amazing. amazing. I went two years ago. Last year was too warm that they couldn't get the ice to, to build. To they might not yeah. have that problem this year. No, it's, it's moving along pretty quickly. Uh, so it's closed Sundays, obviously. Um, open, it'll be open Monday through Thursdays at night. So from three to nine, the price is a little lower during the week. It's $10 for an adult, $7 for kids. And then Fridays and Saturdays, uh, it's open till 10 and then the price just goes up and a Heber's, little bit. Heber's not that far away, regardless of you hour. in Salt Lake yeah. or, or down in Provo area. It's That'd be like cool. 45 minutes an hour. It is, it's really directions. cool. If you go, I highly suggest wearing boots. Make sure you take gloves. It's really slushy. Don't wear your Converse chucks. Yeah, it's your feet will be wet <laughs> as soon as you step on those grounds. There's that Smirnoff Ice House in Vegas uh, where the room is all made of, of ice. And yeah, all the cups are ice. And it's a stupid concept. Wear the big coat. In the middle of a fucking hot desert. Such such a great idea. One of the coolest. You are such a naysayer. (laughs) You're saying it's a stupid stupid place to have a whole fucking device. All of Vegas is themed. It's true. This is not new. That's true. Even like Circus Circus. Yeah. <laughs> and the Luxor and the Excalibur and yeah, I'll never <laughs> the stay, Rio. Never stay at the Excalibur again. Not after seeing bad bugs. Ugh, really? Yep. That's gross. Yep. I like Planet Hollywood. That's my favorite place. We uh, stayed. That's where we stayed. I, I'm a big fan. I of love that actually. place. It's it's a great location. Very central. And I go down by myself and stay for a couple of days. Actually, like Treasure awesome. Island. Treasure Island has really the they did a remodel. Huh? They they did a great mm-hmm. remodel. They did a good job. My brother-in-law works at REI, and my dad's company built it. 
What, T.I.? R.E.I.? Oh. City Center. Big, uh, mega massive newest. R.E.I. And- well, because you know, was it Dick's that's leaving there? I don't know. Uh, leaving the gateway. It's mm-hmm. whatever sporting goods stores over there, if it's Dick's or We're something talking else. about Vegas still. Whatever. I don't know where you went. Whatever, it doesn't matter. You're back in Salt Lake. Yep. Way to be. For the new Good Utah. job since we're the Utah, new uh, Utah podcast. I'm trying to just keep us on topic. Talk new Vegas, the <laughs> new <laughs> Nevada It's my fucking job to keep us on topic. <laughs> you know, one of the oh, cool wait, things. I have, wait, 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 uh, one time more? out. You got another one? The most important of all things. Christmas Eve? The liquor store is closed. Uh, oh, yeah, Saturday 6 and Sunday. 6 p.m. on Saturday, so get out beforehand. I'm and then they're even open. We will, see, we, we will see you. Yes, we will talk to you. We will chat your ear off so, before well, New Year's Eve. The but day before Thanksgiving, they made $3 million in sales. Fuck, it was yeah. so fucking busy that day. It was. I got I made nothing to say about that. Yeah, it's because you don't go to the liquor store very often. She warned um, us. I do want to go. I do want to go this week <laughs> before Saturday. Oh, before <laughs> I need I need some supplies for the weekend. So uh, we can go tomorrow. Tomorrow's our yeah. get. Every so I don't know if we thing. talked about the story on air, but you got to tell it real quick because it's funny. Just before Thanksgiving, when you guys went and found all the fun stuff. Oh no, I told it on. Yeah. Air. Oh yeah. yeah we it's talked been about on it. Air. Oh, we got yeah. we got carded for buying a bunch of kid drinks. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. Well, that kids, happens. Kids. Uh, so yeah, it's the Christmas. The Christmas. We'll talk a little bit more about the Christmas here coming up. But, I'd like to do a little bit more news. Um, so, Wait, you, are you done? She's yeah, done. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm calling her done. Done. <laughs> done. <laughs> done. She's fucking talking about Eve SLC because it's all weak or some stupid shit. I don't know. Some stupid shit. Yeah, so uh, a little bit of news. Uh, prison plans. Oh, yeah, prison. So the prison, we've been talking about it. The prison is moving. It's official. It's happening. It's a done deal. But part of the reason why they wanted to move it was they want to develop the land that the it's current prime on. It's prime real estate now. So years ago, there was nothing there at Point of the Mountain. And now there's half million dollar, million dollar homes up on the Point of the Mountain, and it overlooks a city that is dying for more space in Bluffdale. Um and I, t- I know I keep saying it, but Point of the Mountain, that freeway is going to fall off one of these days soon because <laughs> yeah. they sold it to the gravel company. and they're, So they're making the gravel to make the roads, but right there on the Point of the Mountain. Oh, yeah. They're just stripping the crap out of like it. It's like undercutting the freeway. It's, it's doing the, they're doing the same thing in uh, Bountiful by the North Interchange. Oh, it's that's the same right. thing. There's a gravel yep. company right there, too. So, uh, yeah, it's just, gravel is just a weird thing where they decide to do that stuff. Well, so it kills me, being in the industry that I am. One what industry side is the, that again? Oh yeah. One side of the mountain is gravel, and they're they're cutting it up because it's perfect gravel. Four hundred feet away are million dollar homes. Yeah. Anybody think that one through? Nope. No. Nope. Anyway. Kind of like when they built Eagle Mountain. Yep. No, not Je- Eagle Mountain. Eagle Point. Yeah. Eagle, yeah. Point. Eagle Point. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes. I actually worked for that development company at one time. <laughs> so yeah, so it's perfect gravel on one end, but good for homes on the other side. Yeah, anyway. the erosion. Yeah, is horrible. it's it's not going to be good. There, that just leads to to problems, I think, and more scarring. Like it already sucks to go look at the Oakers and see that giant gaping hole that the is Kennecott, biggest man-made hole in the world that you can see from outer space. Apparently, you yes. can. It's a giant gaping. Well, basically, you look at it. It's an inverted mountain they basically have yeah. turned the mountain inside they out dug all the way in it. and what's the worst part about it isn't necessarily the hole it's that the whole side of the mountain is just all the dirt that they've thrown over the hole and essentially. garbage it's kind it's, of pretty well and then we talked about it in our in our uh, october one they completely buried the original town of copperton yeah yeah 
Yeah. And so, but I've told so many people that story. That was awesome. (laughs) No, I didn't know that. It was cool. The gravel stuff, they do kind of the same thing because they get the gravel they want and there's plenty of other dirt that they just dump. And so now you've got this, this side of a, of a hill that's just unstable. Yeah. Unstable. Nothing really grows in it because it's not situated. Well, they just expanded that freeway. So now there's even more. Well, that freeway is not a, not a bad enough mess. They just, that, that's what they need is a gravel shift and. Well, did you notice when they were expanding the freeway, they had that middle lane for the gravel trucks with the uh, conveyor belt from the pit because there was no other that. access? <laughs> yeah, uh, so that was interesting. Um, so anyway, the prison, uh, they had a meeting. Prison. They had a meeting this week of what to do with Point of the Mountain. Uh, it was a community meeting, and uh, it was a brainstorming meeting, essentially. Um, you mean with the the site the prison's on currently? Yeah, current yes. the current prison site out in Bluffdale. Because there's businesses right up to the main gate, and I do mean right up to the there's main gate. There's a new one they're building right next but to But we're 15. talking 20,000 acres that the city or that the county owns, the state owns, I guess, really, um, that are going to be up for sale and they want to do stuff with. And so usually what happens in these cases is the state um, will earmark that land for certain things. So, for instance, up the street here as they started expanding out, um, if you go a little bit further west, there's a giant park now. There's a huge green space out in the middle of nowhere. Um, and they, a lot of times they'll ask the community what they want and kind of try and set, set aside things like green space so that when you redevelop an area, it's not just a bunch of fucking stores. Kind of like when they did the gravel pit out in Sandy and turned it into the Walmart. They were supposed to do some, some mixed use stuff there. It's just a bunch of fucking big boxes now though. Yeah, Walmart, Sam's Club. Well, at the quarry? Yeah, at the quarry, at the old quarry. Two car dealerships. Yeah, so. And partridge in a pear tree. So, I mean, there were suggestions. I think this hit the news mostly because of the suggestion of an NFL stadium. Uh, what yeah, the crap? If you think an NFL team's coming to the state of Utah, you're fucking stupid. That's because the sorry. Raiders are going to Vegas. The NFL will never come to Utah. The, the Raiders. Utah is a tiny market. We're like the 24th market in the country, I think, in terms of TV viewership. So we're small. We don't have a lot of draw. There's too much snow here. It's too cold. And the biggest thing... People won't pay for the tickets. 70% of the population does not attend shit on Sundays. Sundays. It's the same reason BYU has a problem getting into any actual conference in sports. They won't play on a Sunday. They refuse. And so when games are scheduled on Sunday, they don't play them. So that's probably your biggest thing. Even Real Salt Lake. So uh, MLS um, made a huge, like, gigantic TV deal. Real Salt Lake would be on national TV a lot more if they would play on Sunday because the national TV deal, there's two games that are played on Sunday. One on Friday night, two on Sunday. Kind of like the NFL. They were intelligent about it. They were trying to make it so no matter what, Sunday at 7 p.m., you're going to be able to see a soccer game, basically, which is what the NFL did, which helped get them successful. Well, guess what? Real Salt Lake has a hard time selling tickets to Sunday games. Hmm. Even to season ticket holders. Yeah, even season ticket holders. I mean, they have 15,000, 16,000 season ticket holders. They just don't show up to Sunday games. So, um, that was. And I kind of feel like that's like a good way to spend your. I mean, I know that the whole thing is don't make people work, but at the same time. Well, the Sabbath. You've got bishops who are working their asses off on Sundays. Let's be clear. The Sabbath is fucking Saturday anyway. True. Anyway, uh, so you've got you've got LDS bishops who are working from from dawn about. to dusk on about. Sundays, and so like yeah, but they're doing the Lord's work. It's not the same. I don't know about that. Uh, but they they had all sorts of crazy <laughs> ideas. Um, 
the gondola. I like that yeah. one. The gondola. The gondola. There was there there was at some point an idea to put a another big theme park out there. And I'll tell you, another theme park's probably not going to work. There was a reason that Evermore kind of shut down, which is very very sad because I would have loved to see Evermore happen. It is, uh, but if you like the idea of Evermore and you like the the thinkers behind that, go look up the Void. Ooh, the Void. They actually will be opening a beta center here in the state. Um, sometime in the next month or two, uh, and you'll be able to go and experience it, and it is cool as hell. So, um, what do you want to see there? Anyway, you can. So, so you can. Hold on. So, suggestions can be made online for what you want there at pointofthemountainfuture.org, By the way, what so if you like have some, like another Walmart. No. Well, so here's here's the truth of what's going to happen. Another Maverick. Well, they talked about doing like a little reservoir there, like a play use reservoir type of thing, kind of like what they have at Daybreak. I'm guessing. Just maybe. open up Utah Lake. To right off of I-15. It. Yeah, <laughs> but so here's my thing. Here's what's going to happen there. Whoever fucking buys the land gets to decide what to do with it. There will be some small segment that is dedicated to state usage, probably green space. My guess is you're going to see a big park like a Liberty Park type of situation there. Uh, and then the rest of the shit's going to be sold to the highest bidder. Businesses. Which will be businesses and line developers. You'll see a lot of homes and you'll see a lot of big box stores. Because there's no big box stores out there. I mean, you get out to 146th, I think, is where it's at. And there's there's not a lot out it's there. It's not until you get to Lehigh. So there is that. Yeah. There's a gap. Small gap. No, there's no, there's no big box stores in Lehigh Walmart. either. You have to go all the way up to Highland to actually get to the big box stores or all the way down to American Fork. What kind of store are you talking about? Like a Walmart? Yeah. Not in Lehigh? Yeah. Where? Right off of I-15. <laughs> yeah, but that's like at the American Fork exits, right? Still considered Lehigh. Yeah, whatever. It's American <laughs> Sorry. Fork. That's why I said we need more Walmarts. But yeah. So... I would like to see more green space than that. I don't really care what they do with it. What if Silicon Slopes expand to the north of the slope? The big adobe well, building? I actually think that you will probably see that. You're going to see business complexes similar to what's being built in Lehigh right now. Because if you go if you go past Point of the Mountain and you go just around Thanksgiving Point, you will see all of the massive buildings that are going up. It's we like need a, a Duluth trading company. Valley. That'd be cool. Well, it's called Silicon Slopes for a reason. My yes. my Oracle's CEO, out there. yeah, my CEO is actually I think he's a board member for the Utah Tech Council, who is responsible for bringing a bunch of that crap here. Um, Brenner, yeah, I think Brenner. it's actually I think it's cool. I, oh, it's fantastic. You know, you it's know, so one weird of the, seeing all of that right off the freeway in Lehigh. One of the biggest cool. driving factors to that. Well, what it is is a bunch of most of those companies have other locations in the state and have moved there because they need to expand. Right. Um, well, and they can get the bilinguals. Yeah. Well, the bilinguals is not a bit as big of a deal. It's all the programming because it's all software and, and tech. Um, and I, I will tell you this, um, the Olympics, the Olympics that we had back in 2000 played a huge role. We need a bid for those again. Well, we're we're up for like 2018. 2022, like I think. Yeah, I mean, we, it would be fun to host them again. I think we have the infrastructure. I wasn't here. Um, that's a lot better. It was the, fun. We have the rink right over here by our house. Yeah, one of the few venues that still gets a ton of use. Oh, that's not true. A lot of the venues still the ski get used. I went bobsledding. The ski resort stuff gets used. The bobsled and the trails. The Olympic Ooh. team trains up there. I see their little cars all the time. Yeah, what, yeah. what doesn't get used? I don't know because all the all the arenas and stuff. We didn't really build any arenas mm-hmm. for it. Oh. It was the stadium. Yeah, but no, I mean it gets used. But I mean that was built 
right. specifically. Well, and well so right, the oval, was the oval but was, it gets yeah. used. It gets right. used all the time. And and the US, was, U.S. speed skating steam is based mm-hmm. here. They yeah. train there. Yeah. So um, that yeah. oval is awesome. It's really fun. We would. Uh, I worked for the hospital association, and our boss got us tickets, and he got us all Olympic sweaters, and we got to. That's the one that we won the tickets to is to one of the men's skating thingies. Oh, and cool. It was really fun to watch there. Like, it's it's a good venue to watch the event. Do some curling. So, speaking we of... Watched just with the little brooms. Skating. We just watched the speed skating. Speaking of land use, away from speed skating, um, talking about land use, um, we've talked a little bit about bear's ears, and we've talked about oh, our yes. water pollution problems. Um so Obama actually just put an executive order in place um, expanding, I don't remember what it was called. Let's see here. Uh, it doesn't say. Anyway, he expanded a uh, uh, an EPA act um, that basically blocks coal mining. Um, it already blocks coal mining with within 100 feet of streams, but it's going to impose stricter guidelines for exceptions to the 100-foot rule. Basically, the concern is that uh, a lot of coal mining operations are dumping, um, whether knowingly or not, but they're dumping and contaminating a lot of the rivers and streams out there. This is a particular concern to Utah. If you'll remember, we talked about our... that story last week. Yeah, we talked about our crappy waterways um, and specifically the the mine spill in uh, Colorado. And I think some of that is prompting this. It's also Obama's last month in office. And uh, this is normal. So when a president is about to leave office, you usually see a whole bunch of executive orders come out. Um, Congress can stop it. They can vote. A simple majority can stop what he's done here. And that may happen, being a Republican-controlled House and well, Senate. the stuff that the Republicans are saying, it's fairly likely. Yeah, Paul Ryan's against it. Um, of course, our butthole representatives are Rob against Bishop. it. Um, and, and truthfully, I get it. So if I'm a representative of Utah, I understand, especially Bishop. Bishop is a representative for coal areas of Utah. And the coal economy or under the Obama administration has taken a pretty big hit. We produce a lot less coal than we used to. Uh, we're using a lot more renewable energy, except in the state of Utah. We have a and lot And other of coal. than jobs, it's, that's fantastic. Yeah, so it does, it does definitely take away from jobs. What you have to do is find a way to replace those jobs. Um, and, and get those people trained to do something else. So, uh, But he is also likely to, and I think we talked about this, but likely to make Bears Ears a national monument. Woo-hoo, Similar woo-hoo. to how Clinton made Arches a national monument. Was it Arches or Zion? Escalante. Escalante, Grand, Grand Staircase Escalante. Um, <clears throat> to protect it because clearly uh, whatever bullshit's going on. I think we talked about that last week, though, right? Clearly we cannot be in charge of taking care of this planet I don't ourselves. think we've really touched on it, and a lot's happened over the last week. Yeah, so, I mean, you've got, uh, you know, Senator Lee bitching about it. Cause trying to find trying the quote to where he said that if, if we pass Bears Ear, it's like destroying Christmas. Something like that. He said, I'm looking, I can't. Yeah, I mean, Mike Lee is really against it. Um, cause there's, again, it's, it's all coming down to big money. There's, there's oil and, and coal interests around that area, which is why we need to protect it. We don't just want to put a fence around the pretty parts. We want to protect the whole area. It's also Native American, you know, it's Native American stuff. I mean, shit, we're trying to take away land over in North Dakota and fucking run pipelines through that. So why are, why are people here. fighting it if it's protecting? Land. I guess I just don't understand that. <laughs> because if you are a land developer or you are a natural resource collector like a mining company, 
and you know that there are resources there, that's worth lots of money to you to go in and strip those resources out. They want to do to that area what they're doing to Kennecott. I mean, there's a lot of coal down in southern Utah as well. So they'd like to see that area uh, used for mining more than anything, I think. So, and fuck the Native Americans, I guess. We've been doing it for, what, 250 years now? What's a what's another 50? Yeah, it's sad. And Orrin Hatch and the whole group protested it just the other day. It was on the news talking about how they're against it. Yeah, of course they are because they've got the pockets of, of those people. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think it would do Obama good to make it a national monument. Um, it's got a lot of significance, so... Uh, can we talk about uh, Utah schools? Yes. Let's do it. Uh, so Utah schools. Um, we talk a lot about how poor our schools are. And we do want to focus on the positive. Um, and there was an article on KSL. I think yes, KSL.com. I think it was yesterday. Um, so there are some schools here. There's a program that they've kind of got started. So... Um, specifically, they talk about uh, Northwest uh, Middle School uh, here in the, the area um, because they had 17 teachers. 40% of their staff quit uh, after the 2015 school year. 40%. Half I can't the blame teachers. them. I have teenagers and I wouldn't want to be a teacher. Well, and middle school is the yeah. absolute. Worst. That is the armpit of society right Those there. kids are the biggest fuckers ever because they're figuring out their bodies and they're changing and they're turning into bigger assholes and they think they know more than they and do. And parents still think that it's the teacher's responsibility to keep them in line. The, the junior high smells bad. Does it? Just be, the kids. I mean, you walk... Because oh. they don't my, wear my deodorant My daughter's middle yet. school didn't smell bad. But here's the th- Your daughter's middle school had 17 kids in a grade. No. Well, <laughs> Sean's class is 14. Not 3,000. Yeah, and Cassie's was 17, two years ahead of I thought it was 21 or something. Regardless, the entirety of the middle school was like 60 kids at Think back, think back. I know it was a while ago, but remember when you were in junior high? No. The the problem is... thousands of kids. I do remember that there were tons. And you have junior high kids, they're going through puberty, their bodies are starting to smell horrible, and they don't know it yet, so they don't wear deodorant, they don't don't clean, and they are little assholes. Who are you two? This never happened. Chess, did you? I took showers when I was in junior high. Did you not take showers when you? Yeah. I don't so, recall. So when I was bad. in junior high, when I was in junior high in sixth grade, it was a big deal. Like they actually, you have to take a shower well, after that's gym. Be- that's because you lived in Wyoming. No, no, no. But they're like, you have to take a shower <laughs> after a gym. It's not optional. You have to take a shower because you fuckers all stink. And you're going they to use check- those words. Yeah, that exact. Phrase. That's what they said. It was Wyoming, but that's what it was like. Kids were like, oh, I'll go and I work out and I'm all sweaty, but I was sweaty as a little kid and it didn't mean anything because you didn't have BO when you were like eight. Now that oh, you're 13. Eight year olds have BO. Eh, it's not the same as a 13 year old. No, no, it's kid, not, but it doesn't mean anything. So yeah. Anyway. I just so, don't recall any of this. Maybe it's just a man thing because Jeremy's trying to get me to remember and I don't remember. I think you've happened. blocked it. So, according to. <laughs> So this <laughs> this this school this school statistic forty percent of the teachers leaving, apparently that's not abnormal in the state of Utah. According to the Utah State Office of Education, forty two percent of new teachers quit in Utah within five years of starting. Well, we their first pay job. them like crap to do shitty work, 
and get underappreciated slash That's not so appreciated young. at well, all. Well, so teachers know that getting into it. Like, you don't go into being a teacher yeah, thinking, but knowing man, something I'm and experiencing make, it. I'm going to make a ton of money. Things. What you go into teaching for is you think, I'm going to make a difference. I'm going to build a relationship. I'm going to make a difference in some kid's life. I'm going to help them become better human beings. And at Northwest, at least, the teachers that left said they weren't building good relationships with their students and they didn't get support for what they needed from the district or the school. Part of that is money. Absolutely. Part of that is they don't get fucking projectors. They are working with shit ass old textbooks and, and garbage for supplies, but it goes beyond that. It's the administration supporting them, backing them up when there's issues, um, giving them feedback instead of just saying, well, your kids are failing. You're, you, you know, too many of your you're kids are failing teacher. algebra. You're a terrible teacher. How can they improve on that? And so they've started a new program called the Strong Start Program, which seems to be having a pretty good impact. Um, so they're they're getting the support. They feel like they're getting more of the support they need. Um, so that's just a good thing. Um, it sucks that Utah's losing teachers like that. I don't think that's a mystery to anyone that lives in the state here. Um, we do have like the more of the lowest per capita. I think we're like number seven. In terms of lowest per capita spent per oh, I thought we were spending. even higher than that. In but you, you're saying even even in the public or the private schools, though, there's still a fair amount of issues, right? Oh yeah, there's still issues, but I, I mean, I don't see the same kind of turnaround. I, I mean, my kids no, went to school. You don't see the same turnover because the private school. I can't speak for all private and charter schools. I can speak for uh, the diocesan ones, the Catholic diocesan. ones. Diocesan. Whatever. I'm not Catholic. I don't fucking care. I can speak <laughs> to the Catholic ones. It's called ones. parochial school. Um, and the Catholic schools in particular, they force parents to be involved in a way that you don't see in They monetarily schools. tie your involvement. They say if you don't spend... So, you know, X amount of hours, and it depends on the school and stuff. So at Juan then Diego, you pay X amount of dollars per hour. At Juan Diego, it's 25 hours. We have to have 25 hours of service time logged with the school. What that means is 25 hours of interacting with things at the school. And that's each of you or as a family or uh, per as, kid? A family. as a family. No, it's as a family. Well, as a family, but like when we had one in St. Francis and one in Juan Diego, they both had requirements that we had but, to meet. We could cross some of, of the will, hours. Yeah, over. most of them will say, okay, you know, like X amount of hours to cross over. But if you don't get those hours in, they charge you like $25 an hour. Yeah. And, and they do the same with the kids. They charge them 20 bucks an hour, I think, and there's a smaller requirement. But they have to do social community work. 20, whether, same 25 hours. Yeah, yeah, whether that's doing stuff at, at the school or they actually going on the bus and for the children thing. to do things outside of the school since they're at the school all the time. They, they so want they want that. the parents to... The philosophy behind it is your kids know what is important to you because you spend time on it. Like... For instance, Jeremy, your kids know this podcast is important to you because they know how busy you are and you take time out of your day. And so they know that when you take time out of your day to go to their events, they're important to you because you spent that time. So their Jeremy philosophy. Do that. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, I've been to many schools. You know, so your kids, when your kids see you at school donating your time or they see you even at home doing home projects for the school, they go, they associate that and say, well, my parent is spending time. And so. Did it, does it work? Did you, do you think it works with your kids? I, I kind of do. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, I do. Um, and 
and and then likewise the way they encourage the children to do it is the children are at school all day long and they're required to do whatever they want so they do them to do things in the community so they want them to go out so like when jess took chantelle for bus and for santa that's her going out into the community seeing someone who is in need helping someone who is in need um things like that and yeah there is some religious background to that because it is a catholic school but at the same time the the whole parent thing is is really quite amazing because you do see you get to meet other parents so especially in today's world where you know look our kids they don't go to someone's house unless we've met the parents and we have the parents phone number it just it just doesn't well we mostly because our kids don't go to school and you know it's not a neighborhood thing it's not like no. their friends are next door well and we don't go to the mormon church and hang out with you know the ward um so we like to know who our kids are around but you know in today's world like i don't know my neighbors across the street i've never spoken to them i can't fucking stand them cuz they have a giant weed forest that <laughs> they don't fucking clean until someone calls the county and they get fined um, I don't know who they are. I know who some of my neighbors are, but that's the kind of world that we live in. People don't necessarily talk to each other very much. And so to be able to go and, you know, you sign up to help set up for, for example, we helped uh, earlier Rocky this Mountain year College. do a big college fair that Juan Diego puts on for the Rocky Mountain region where they have, uh, they had like 70 or 80 colleges show up to this big college fair that they did for kids all over the Wasatch Front. They bus kids in from other parts of the state, too. Um, so just a really cool thing. And, you know, we volunteered to just, it's some, sometimes it's as simple as two hours to help set tables up, you know, and chairs and stuff for this, this event or to help usher people in the right direction. Like, it's not hard stuff, but then you get to interact with other parents. You get to meet people. You get to talk about. And every time we do it and we meet someone new, it's, oh, who's your kid? Oh, oh, I know who that is. Who's, you know, and, it's and you get to know, community. you know, like w- one of Sean's friends, um, we met her parents through doing concessions at something, mm-hmm. you know, for, for two hours. And, we and had, now it's like whenever she wants to go over there, I'm like, oh, for sure. Like that Maddie. Oh, yes. That Maddie's so you house. You, you for sure go over to that think Maddie's incorporating house. more of that into the public I do, school but, system? But I can't, you, you know, you can't do that same monetary penalty. Yeah, you can't and really without do that, that monetary penalty, parents aren't going to do it. Because they do have PTA, but it's just not. PTA is not the same. Like Juan Diego has a PTA essentially as well. It's not the same as getting parents to volunteer for something. You know, like doing recess for kids. That's a big deal. You know, um, that's something Heather does some of that, doesn't she? That's what she does. Uh, yeah. So that's a big deal. And your kids get to see her at the school. She's, she's more involved. And that was something at St. Francis that yeah. was a, a parent thing and you signed up and they, they had each grade was a certain month. And so they'd say, okay, it's eighth so grade month. So you yeah. sign up and do recess. And, and not everyone can do that because it is in the middle of the day. But at the same time, you know, it just like, like Bree was saying, it just tells your kids like, Hey, I care about what you're doing. And it, it also tells the teachers, Hey, there are parents here. There are parents that are involved and they're not afraid to say, uh, Hey, your kids a fuck up in my class. <laughs> and that's a big difference with, with a private school versus, and they have to deal with parents at a private school that are bigger assholes than at a public school, but they have every right to say, look, this is what they were given. This is how we teach here. And your students not up to par. I mean, they're given, I don't know how it is in public school anymore. It's not the way it was, but they're given a syllabus 
and they yeah like a college style syllabus that's you know this is what's going to happen this is how things are going to work these are how things are going to be graded this is what we expect and then the child and the parent have to sign it and return it and it's actually a grade yeah and so anyway i i think that's part of why you get private school teachers staying a little bit longer is they do have all that backing they get the backing from the parents they have great well, when you're paying for your kid to go to school yeah. i think you tend to Try and you, you tend to be more involved. You're trying to make sure that you're getting your money's worth. And they have an administration that backs them, which I think is a huge thing. You know, they have, they have marks that they are trying to achieve completely outside and independent. In fact, Juan Diego doesn't take some of the like standardized sage. We're not tests. Part of sage. They don't do sage. They don't have to. They're not required to. And they I can't say, remember what it's called. They, they say it's, it's not worth it. In fact, what they do, they, they take AccuPlacer exams. And that's how they kind of judge themselves. AccuPlacer is college placement exams. So they have students take AccuPlacer exams every year. And it's not like SAGE where it's, you know, six weeks of teachers preparing you for this fucking shitty standardized test. And kids are miserable for those six weeks plus the week and a half that they're taking the stupid test. <laughs> and then the teacher gets, you know, you know, critically graded on that one instance. You know, I've got these guys in fourth grade and they fucking sucked on this test in fourth grade. doesn't say anything about who taught them last year and how much catch up they've been playing or anything like that. Just says she's not doing a good job in fourth grade. And so that's a big, that's a big part of, of the issue. Well, and our kids test on their own time too. So like the acupuncture isn't taken up. It doesn't take up any kind of classroom time. They have to sign up for Saturday Acuplacer testing. Yeah, and so they take it on the weekend or something on their own time. So anyway, uh, that's enough about teachers. I just think it's cool. We, we're, we're starting to find creative ways because the government's not helping here. Um, yeah, not in Utah. You know, raise my property tax half a percent. I'm not going to fucking notice, and it's a ton of money for schools. Um, I, I'm okay so with that. It's so worth it. I mean, I, we pay it, and I pay for the kids to go to a parochial school, but I'm totally... Yeah, I will never complain about paying taxes for public school. I went to public school. My kids don't, but our school system needs money um, in Utah more than any other state. So bring the lottery here. It would be amazing. Yeah. It'll never fucking happen. But that's how a lot of states fund education and fund it well is because lottery is a big moneymaker. All right. So, uh. One last thing, and then we'll we'll talk about some Christmas stuff. Well, as far as uh, education, this is kind of cool because the doctors here are pretty. So we've talked I mean, about it's crazy, like the University of Utah getting top marks for being an educational institution, um, uh, for for healthcare and the University Hospital being on such high ground. Um, but uh, IMC is also, and I, we've talked a little bit about the cardiac stuff that that Intermountain Healthcare does. Old Thumper. Yeah, um, so first artificial heart, right? <laughs> yep. Uh, so they had another first in the heart world uh, this year. Um, so uh, this is this was out actually just uh, just this morning, I think. But uh, on Monday, so yesterday, Intermountain Medical Center, um, this patient was the first patient in the nation to be treated for abnormal heart rhythms using a new heart mapping technology called Insight Precision Cardiac Mapping. So that's a big deal. The first in the world to to uh, actually use this procedure on a patient, and that's, that's here in the state of Utah. Now, it was developed at St. Jude Medical. 
Um, but it's a really cool technology. Um, so one of the things that happens is when patients have weird, irregular heartbeats, a lot of times there's scar tissue in the heart. Um, there's things that are, are going on. And the technology actually allows them to do 3D image mapping of the heart. And they can make precise and accurate pin, pinpoint um, problematic areas. Yeah, they, they can identify problem and it's real time. And the, the thing is they can do it without opening somebody up. Yeah. And the patient doesn't have to be quite so still. Like it's, there's not as much danger of. Yeah. So right now, the, the the current procedure that's that's pretty standard is if if the patient moves, it jacks up the imaging pretty bad, and so it's harder for them to get in with a little catheter and actually, you know, fix areas that they they have because a lot of times they have to cauterize and burn areas, so they they're not getting electrical current passing to certain areas of the heart. Which I know this sound this sounds funny, but. I think it has a lot to do with the gaming industry and the advances. No, I think in, you're totally right. In games and computer graphics, and uh, this is this is well, one of the into something usable and something that's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, it, well, and it's it's also hardware advances. You know, like the 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 software advances are huge, and what we can do with with 3D technology with some of the gaming engines, but also computers can now process at that speed. I mean, oh, right, yeah, at, at real time speed. Yeah, being I mean, able to process a 3D image, like create a 3D image and, and display it on screen. I remember being in college, oh, so many years ago, and computer graphics and gaming and all that was new. And um, I did one class um, as an elective that was a, a CG type class. And I remember how we made some silly little animation of this billboard spinning. And that thing took like two days to render. Yeah. And it looked like crap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good job. So, but at the time, it was like, whoa, check that out. I mean, that out. was like fucking dark ages before cell phones, so. It was. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but just saying, we've come so far. I mean, back then, you couldn't even, the stuff that they can do now is wouldn't even have been imaginable. Yeah. So, and a big thing here is it provides, um, elderly patients are typically who are going to have your heart problems more so than younger patients not unheard of for for young patients but elderly patients actually um, have a harder time recovering from anesthesia so if they have to be put out for longer um, and this allows them to much quick you know in a much quicker fashion actually make these changes to the heart so just really cool stuff medical technology um, out of the state of Utah uh, Intermountain Healthcare you know for as much as I hate HMOs, they're a pretty fantastic HMO. Um, well, they enable a, the rural areas of our state to have better better health care than they would be able to have without it because they don't really make enough money to really sustain the hospitals out in our rural areas. But because Intermountain makes that money up in the cities, they maintain the hospitals. Yeah, and and clearly they're they're cutting edge technology, so um, leading. Leading the way in the world for for this type of stuff. So Utah's a good place to be. Um, that's all I got to say about that. I agree. Uh, it is Christmas, guys. In just a few, I can't fucking believe this year's almost over. That is some crazy shit. I know uh, it's gone so fast. I can't even believe it. I'm kind of happy it's almost over. It's been a really um, difficult year in some ways. This uh, year can't end until my vacation week is over. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's my hell week. Um, not because you're home on vacation. Oh, my God, dogs. Fucking lay down. Lay down. 
She lets the dogs in here, and they're just like walking all over the piles of paper we throw on the ground as we go through news stories. <laughs> a little behind the curtain mm-hmm. there. Uh, so, but I wanted to talk about some Xmas stuff. Xmas, Christmas, uh, holiday shit, whatever. Uh, I don't consider myself a super Christian or anything like that, but uh, I do like to celebrate Christmas. You're not super traditionally either. No, I'm not. Or I sentimental wear, or I anything. I ornaments in my beard. I have a zombie on my tree. It's pretty cool. Um, but I wanted to hear uh, a few different things about Christmas from you guys. So the first one I want to talk about is what is your favorite Christmas movie? Mm. Scrooged. I've, Scrooged. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> With Bill Murray, huh? Yep. Um, I'm not a fan of the Christmas Carol story all altogether. I actually don't like that story very much. I think the whole ghosts thing is... It's because you're just a big baby and you're terrified. It's not the scary. She hits it's him not... in the face with a toaster. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it is so great. Yeah, I, I'm just not that that the a Christmas Carol, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, that whole story. I, I'm not a big. So fan. So what's of. yours? So that we can rip apart your pick. Well, what do you like about Scrooged? How about White Christmas? Does that make you feel more lovey? No, White Christmas. My mom watched White Christmas every. Holiday growing up, I I have practically every line memorized. I've seen it so many times. It's a good show. But I was probably seven the first time I saw White Christmas, and I didn't watch it again until about two years ago. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I, I don't know if I've it. ever seen you watch White Christmas. I love it. Do you watch Scrooged every year? I think I've seen it almost every year since it came out. What's your f- Not on purpose. It just is on. <laughs> What's your favorite thing about that show? Um, I don't know. I think because of the time that it came out in my life and just what it re- like memories that it relates to. And I just like the, the grittiness of it as far as like you say, the Charles Dickens story. It's not lovey dovey and it's, you know, it's, it's a him, harsh, you know, harsh it's reality. him. Yeah. It's him being pushed into a cremation box. You know, it's, it's, it's pretty dark. So I don't know. What about you, Jeremy? Christmas Story, dude. That is my that is my favorite all time Christmas show. I I think it's probably mine too. Honestly, I was I, was I love it. I've I've got others that I love, but a Christmas Story, man. I here I am not ripping apart another one. Just so you know, <laughs> babe. No, I I love a Christmas Story. <laughs> I I feel incomplete if I don't get to see it at least once a year. I agree. That's the one that I that I, I see every year. I've probably seen every year since I was in sixth grade when it came out. I've got a leg lamp. Uh, nightlight that we bring out for Christmas. And an ornament on the tree. And My mom has one in her window, I just found out. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's so awesome. It says fragile. That must be a town. We used to have, uh, there was a guy at the hospital that worked with us that did a lot of woodworking, and he actually used to make those leg lamps for people. That's awesome. I never, wor- I didn't work there long so enough to get a I follow the, I follow the, what do they call it, the Christmas Story House on oh, yeah. Twitter and Facebook. And they, they do, they do all kinds of stuff, and then they have, uh, like a 5K, and then they've, they've actually bought the original house that it was filmed in, yeah. and they've turned it into a little museum. <laughs> and then once a year around Christmas time, they do a, a giveaway of some sort where you get to spend a night in the house. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Santa always freaked me out. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, that's Santa's. Well, that was the that's whole why I hated point. the movie, it was because of that. That, that, was, the elves. <laughs> that was the whole point. You were supposed boy. to be creepy, I right? Can't <laughs> and, and nope. You'll shoot your eye out. Some fun trivia. Their teacher, Mrs. I can't think of her name. She's actually very thin. She was like six months pregnant when they filmed it. So they made her look like a larger woman, but she's really not. 
she was very, very pregnant when they filmed that show. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, I, uh, what's your favorite scene? But that's a hard one. Uh, but I like the flagpole. Licking it's, the flagpole. Yeah, it's licking the flagpole. The licking the flagpole. No, when he can't put his arms down. I can't put my arms down. Fuck. Quote that thing. Okay. And then the ch- this, that's not one of those trees where all of the needles fall off. No, those are symbols. <laughs> so I, I like um, the the scene where <laughs> they mix up his food at the table, and it's like a pile of mush because it's all the mashed potatoes and everything mixed. And for the, the kid, bit. yeah, yeah. Randy, show us how the piggies eat. <laughs> that's her favorite scene. Yeah. Well, I like when they go to a Chinese restaurant. <laughs> it's smiling at me. That scene reminds me of my brother because my brother used to do that when we were kids. He would mix all his food together. Like, like everything on a plate, mix it into one big slop pile and then eat that slop pile. So, and Brie over there is giving me the evil eye because she's the opposite. She doesn't like her food touching. So, it's actually the creator of that. Actually, there's the there's two, which isn't as good. No, the second one sucks. It's, it's it's different. It's not even not as good. It's terrible. But then, in case you did or did not know, there's a movie called Ollie Hopnoodle's Haven of Bliss. It's it's the same family where they go on their summer vacation. Is it good? It's decent. But that's not a Christmas. It's story. not a Christmas no, story, it's but it's not. the same family, and it's the same narrator who actually died just a couple years ago. But it's the exact same narrator. Um, and it's it's their summer vacation. So anyway, yeah. that's Ollie. a it's a great movie. And you know, if you have TBS, which I'm pretty sure you do, twenty four hours. <laughs> it's a, it's are they doing a marathon again? They Every usually year. do. Usually do on <laughs> yep. Christmas Eve a marathon of a Christmas story. And uh, I always try to force Brie to watch it at least once. I think I think my I've other never, favorite part I've is still never watched that all show all the way through. My, the, my other favorite favorite part is probably where he's got his little orphan Annie decoder ring. Oh yeah, and he's frantically going drink through it, more drink, Ovaltine. Son of a, a bitch. bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that old radio show. <laughs> oh, but that was it back then. That was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. You sit in front of it, and what about you, Brie? What's your favorite Christmas movie? I don't have a favorite Christmas movie. Yes, you do. What's the one that you like to watch the most? Elf. That's a good one. I think probably... I, I don't know. I just I haven't really... Like, Chris makes me watch things. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's playing no, in the Tower Theater. On I've never seen Street. that all the way through either. My mom wasn't a big old movies person so we didn't really want like that wasn't a tradition of me growing up what about what about any of the kids stuff well that's what i was gonna say probably if anything that i picked it would be all of the old claymation the super racist like like uh, the frosty rudolph Mm -hmm. super racist have you seen have you watched rudolph lately yeah not lately i've got it upstairs super racist what does it teach us that if you're different you're you know what's not? But they're there's still my. They are still probably my my favorite. Just let, for the same reason that kind of let, Jess was saying, Scrooge is. Is it's just those are things that I watched when I was a kid that were just played on TV, and then they yeah, came back out in the on day DVD, and I bought them for my children, and so my children. Back in the day when you them. only got to watch shows when they came yeah. on, yeah, and so it was special, Christmas. and so I watched yeah. them every Christmas, and then. Like you know, Charlie when Brown I found them Christmas on DVD. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, yeah, that's in it. terms of racism, <laughs> you know what doesn't beat that in terms of racism? What's more racist Zippity-doo-dah is the shit you gave away at our Christmas party last weekend. That was weekend. amazing. I have, it's horrible. I now have in my possession one of the most racist advertisements in metal I that I've it. ever seen. The It is a... <laughs> Is it's an old horrible. black man with summer teeth, <laughs> surrounded by like fifteen small black children, 
all of which who are very much characterized as monkeys. They look like the Planet of the Apes. They <laughs> like, sell that stuff at the antique store. Oh, I know. Shakers. He got it at Savers. Savers. It's still fucking racist as shit. Doesn't matter if they sell it at antique stores. It doesn't make it any less racist. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I can't put it up anywhere. I've got other racist things that I could put up um, from also our white elephant gift exchange. I did tell you, like, we're not racist, by the way. We, so (laughs) our ugly, we have every year we have a Christmas party amongst friends. We have an ugly sweater party. Um, And it's really a, it's a challenge amongst the close friends to see who can come up. It's it's gotten a little large. And so some of the newer people don't, don't. They don't, don't get, get the it. nuances. They bring normal gifts. Yeah, so white elephant for us is not white elephant for us is not bring something that people will want to pet. No, it's bring the most horrible messed up shit you can. So let me give you a list of a few things that have been brought to our white elephant exchange. Most of them by Jeremy. Yeah, Jeremy is is <laughs> he the has king way too much <laughs> savers time on his Yeah, he, he goes to savers like twice a week is the problem. Um, so he has found a uh, the the taxidermied frog. So there is a taxidermied frog playing a saxophone. It is a real frog that has been taxidermied and nailed. Everything everything is nailed. So his feet are nailed to the board. Nailed to his head. Sombrero nailed to his head. Saxophone nailed to his hands. Scarf. Yeah, like everything's nailed. It's all lacquered up and totally taxidermied. Messed up. Uh, also a box which made its way back that I believe is haunted. <laughs> it's a shadow box. It's all messed up now. Brandy and Mark totally jacked that thing. I don't know if you noticed. I it doesn't that. have any it's kind of like semblance. It's got skin in it. Yeah, it's, it's got a band-aid in it. It's got skin. I'm pretty hair. sure it's human hair. Because that snail shell. Yeah, it was supposed to be like a picture of like a like a mash tent, essentially, like a, a mobile like a World uh, first War II medic yeah. or something. It's weird. I don't know. It's creepy. Brandy and Mark swear it's haunted. Um, well, there's they, our caroler that we have over our bed that randomly oh, yeah. moves. That was, yeah. We got it's that. Creepy ass it's got a big girl. open mouth. Um, <laughs> so we... That mariachi. The, yeah, the mariachi with machine gun. With machine gun. I've, got a, uh, I've got a racist uh, old school liquor holder, like a tequila holder like a decanter that's a mexican but it's a mexican with a sombrero and there was a uh <laughs> there was a russian one for Asian vodka one. there was a chinese one for something i can't there wasn't a russian what. one it was chinese was it chinese or it was asian it was asian generically asian for sake i think you have covered wagon lamp yeah i've got a covered wagon that's a lamp yeah, but that's cool but this is the kind of stuff. Or that, that stupid Mrs. Perfect that we, that we found that was awesome. Yeah, that Mrs. Perfect doll, or the talking Nephi doll. That was pretty cool. Um, so th- these are the kinds of things that we bring. They're not typical. So uh, the newcomers who bring like gift certificates, and the, or they, they don't get it. <laughs> like I know Josh was super happy with the books, but I don't feel like that's because they elephant. were Buffy the Vampire Slayer books. They're normal white elephant gifts. That's a white elephant gift where you grab crap around your house that you don't want anymore. But this is like it's like a sport. You it know? is. We spend. I'm sure Jeremy's already looking for we spend next all, year's. We spend all year looking for stuff. Stuff and there's Chris's trout a couple years ago. I won your trout. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the, the like plaster painted trout, trout thing, the fish, the, handmade, like, handmade art project. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, racist, and I don't know what I'm gonna do with this thing. I don't. I, I really loathe to throw things like that away, but man, 
Save it for next year. It's so messed up. I'm just worried that we'll give it to someone like... Go consign it at the antique store. Yeah, maybe I can make some money. It's probably worth money. It's... Yeah, it's not an antique. It's that's the thing is it's one of those that's meant to look like it's an old antique, but it's not because it's got the nice wrapped painted edges, the die cut edges. So it's definitely not an antique. Um, they'd probably laugh at me. Um, so uh, other Christmas movies that you guys like? I'm a big fan, so I like a lot of non traditional Christmas movies. First off, I love Bad Santa. I watched that for the first time last night. Billy Bob Thornton's fucking hilarious, I and can't the kid watch it. Thurman Merman is. Awesome in that movie. He is such a good person. Isn't Bad Santa 2 out? I just like, no, they're talk, it's in talks. Oh. I just love that he keeps a straight face yeah. the entire time. Yeah. It's freaking awesome. And Bad Santa 2 is not in talks, it's in production. In fact, that's what I meant. Yeah. I, that's what I thought. I thought, I've been seeing out, but it's No, in, it's not it's out, working. but it's in production. They're, they're, they're working on it. Um, uh, but I like, like Gremlins. One of my favorite Christmas movies of all time. Um, I remember seeing Gremlins when it came out at the drive-thru, and I was traumatized. I love those old movies like Gremlins and Critters and Puppet Masters. Uh, what was what was another good one? Die Hard is a good non-traditional Christmas oh, yeah, movie. Die Hard. Um, I love Die Hard. They have Set. Die Hard Christmas ornaments. It's I like Home Alone, too. Home Alone, Home Alone 2? Two? Two. We watched those. No, while. two in New York. We watched those while Tim we were Curry. baking the other night. I, I will say this. Home Alone 2 is perhaps one of the only sequels to a movie like that that I thought was done really well. Uh, and they did a good job on 1 and 2. Uh, I just like a Home Alone 5 now or something. Well, the newest one came out in 2012. The Grinch? That's how long it's they've been making it. Oh, I like the Grinch. Which, which version of the Grinch? Like the old school, like animated Dr. Seuss like version both. or like the new Jim Carrey thing? Either. New. It's not really that new. I like both. How which about. Do you like more? So let me tell a story about movies on Christmas. My family likes to just watch movies, they're very non traditional, which drives me bonkers. Um,. Not that I like movies. So one year we decided to watch Mystery Science Theater. <laughs> I love Mystery Science Theater. Which episode? Me too. Um, so it was uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Uh, and it is the creepiest movie I've ever seen in my life. Have you seen the Jack Frost one that they do? That's the only one I've ever seen. Oh. So... Anyways, I was like we had to stop it because it was that cre- it was that creepy. <laughs> I just, anyways, that's my. I remember I remember in high school staying up till midnight on Saturday night so we could watch Mystery Science Theater because that's when it came on. It was awesome. Well, uh, what are some other good ones from Christmas? I- I'm a big. I love watching movies. I've been forcing everyone to watch Christmas movies with me the last little while. I'm having oh. a hard time being on, I just started Amazon Prime, like just a trial, and I, I'm having a hard time finding anything because I'm like, seen it, seen it, seen it, <laughs> Amazon, seen it, seen it. Amazon Prime sucks. Any, well, movies. anything on Their streaming Amazon. service is terrible. I'm not a big fan. The interface on the TV apps is really bad. Um, it's hard to find stuff. I'm not a fan. I, I mean, I like when I find a title there that's obscure that's not anywhere else, but otherwise I'm not a huge fan. What we did watch and what we try to watch every year as well, the Santa Claus. What about Trading Places? With Tim Allen. I Santa Claus 1, places. 2, or 3. Merry <laughs> All of them. All three. So, Brie thinks. I'm a huge cheese ball fan, though. See, like, you guys mostly like really stupid humor. I've noticed, as you've talked about, like, <laughs> stupid humor actually it makes me crazy. Like, it infuriates me when I watch people who are so stupid on the screen. I'm like, no. 
No, there's enough stupidity in real life. I just can't stand you. So I like really cheesy, funny, homey, predictable. Like Disney Channel movies are made for Brie. Yeah. And Hallmark. Hallmark Some Hallmark. Not, not the beady wife, not the beat your wife Hallmark movies. No, that's Lifetime. But that's the Lifetime. Hallmark is the lovey-dovey. But I was Lifetime's like the beaten wife, rapey yeah, people. Yeah, I like that's my channel. I've been watching like. Did you say that's your channel, Jess? <laughs> the rapey. I've been watching the, you know, the, all of the stuff on the Hallmark channel. Oh my god, it's so on. fucking terrible! Like Married at Christmas and Boyfriend yes, at Christmas. I love it. I love the, it all. And like the twelve I days of Christmas, it is so fucking terrible. Those shows girl. are so horrible. And I'm like the opposite. Like I like my murdering, my killing, my monsters, and my really messed up comedy. Like, well, it's not like to say I don't like Die Hard, and I do like Home Alone. We watched it while we were baking. That's the Santa Claus horror movies that. Never seen those. But I just, I just, I like happy endings, people. Happy endings. Where everything. (laughs) Don't we all? Wraps up. I know, but it doesn't happen in life, so I've got to get it somewhere. So I read happy ending books and I watch happy ending shows. Yeah, like happily ever after ending shows. Yep. So, so I, I don't know. I just wanted to talk a little bit about Christmas movies because a lot of people are off, especially after Christmas for that that next week. Um, And it's a good time to to get together and watch stuff. I think we're going to... I still haven't seen Star Wars yet. Don't hate me. I was I too busy. I haven't seen it yet either. We're going on Friday. We went yeah. on opening night. Midnight. I we saw that. Because we had an ugly sweater party to go to. Yeah. And I'm... I that was is so really awesome so about your dad, though. That was really cool. Both he's been to every opening night. Since 1977. That's so awesome. Yeah. I think that is one of the coolest... Like, I think I've been to three or four of those with him. So, uh, my dad... True story... When I was born, um, Star Wars, because I'm not that old, uh, 1981, Star Wars was on TV. And it was one of the first airings on actual TV that they had had, because, you know, back then movies took way longer to get to TV. Um, and my mom went into labor with me. During Star Wars? Star Wars was on TV, and my dad said, yeah, I'm going to wait. Until, uh, I'm going to wait until this is over. Take you to the hospital. Now, my grandmother, who is four foot eleven and half Cherokee, I don't know if she's really half Cherokee, but she's got quite a bit of Cherokee in her, uh, turns bright red and just rips him a new asshole. Because <laughs> he wanted to fucking watch Star Wars instead of take his pregnant wife to the hospital because she was going into labor. <laughs> but I still love Star Wars. I don't hold any ill will against Star Wars. You like this one? So I'm I'm excited to see it. Disney uh, did a fantastic job, I think, uh, way better than the first three um, that Lucas tried to do, um, and they're doing great with Marvel. So I'm I'm, I'm happy to see it. I can't wait. Uh, so we'll do that. A lot of people go to the movies on Christmas. Um, I used there's to. There's not really was, anything out right now, though. There's a whole bunch of stuff that's coming out this weekend. Tons. Not of note. Like yeah, nothing not, that Jessica wants to see. Well, I mean, the problem is you always have some crappy Jackie, holiday Jackie movie. Jackie comes out tomorrow. Yeah. You always have some crappy holiday movie that comes out that's just garbage. Um, that but, I probably would love. But with Star Wars, the <laughs> other thing is we haven't seen the new Harry Potter movie yet. Um, and I'd like to go see that Fantastical as well. Fantastical Beasts. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts. Sneak from movie to movie. Cassie went and saw Rogue One and I told her I wish that there was a little baby crying in front of her and I hated her guts. Yes, I did sell that to my my own child that I hate her guts because she got to go see it. I didn't. 
So last thing we're going to talk about today, and then I think we'll wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And Well, not a Happy New Year. Feliz we'll Navidad. Unlike other podcasts, we are not leaving. We will be on next week as well. Um, I want to talk about Christmas stories. So I have... I just want to talk about most memorable Christmases that you guys can think of. And I'll, I'll go first. I'll tell you mine and kind of let you go from there. So mine was Christmas of, I believe it was 1990. Um, so we had moved that previous year over Christmas. By the way, worst Christmas of my life, 1989. We moved from Texas where I was happy. Uh, all my family lived. Uh, I was in second grade. And halfway through the school year, my mom had married some guy. Uh, guy was an asshole. We'll talk about that. Uh, and we moved for his job from Texas to Wyoming. It's a, like, 2,000, 2,200-mile journey. So nowhere near anyone I knew, from a city in Texas to a town in Wyoming that didn't even have its own fucking school. Like, it had an elementary school that was first and second grade, third and fourth grade, fifth and sixth grade together. And like 20 fucking kids in each okay. classroom. But we want to hear you. Okay. So that's my bad story. So that was Christmas, <laughs> spin it with my family, and then drive to Wyoming and be fucking miserable. So we had moved like four times leading into this next year's Christmas. And the Nintendo had been out. My brother and I had been asking for it. And my mom knew we kind of had had a miserable experience. Uh, with this last year. And so she got together with my grandparents, my aunts, my aunts, my aunt and my uncle, uh, and my dad. And every one of them went in on a big kind of group Christmas theme for us. So we got a, an original Nintendo and NES with like five or six games. We got our own 13 inch TV, color TV, just one of those little twist knob TVs. I mean, this 13 is, channels on your 13 inch TV. Yep. That's, that's awesome. exactly what it was with the, the two extra little UF and you could change the bottom knob as well and never pick up anything. But we got that because back in those days, your old CRT TVs, gaming systems would fuck them up pretty quick. Like it would just burn stuff into them because all oh, of those, right. I remember because that. all those graphics were stationary in the background. Like the Mario stuff is all stationary and it would burn images into the old CRTs. Uh, so we got our own TV for it, five or six games. It was the coolest Christmas ever. And it wasn't, I mean, it, it wasn't just because of the gifts, though they played a, a role in it. It was like how everyone had like banded together to make it an incredible experience because we didn't have tons of money. Uh, and so everyone kind of pitched in throughout the family to, to make it happen. And it gave my brother and I something to do besides beat the shit out of each other. Because, <laughs> so, you know, we're, we love each other, but we beat the shit out of each other our whole lives. So that's my most memorable Christmas in terms of just a, a, a memory that will probably stick with me for the rest of my life. Uh, and something I, I always kind of aspire to. So, What about you guys? What's a good Christmas memory for you guys? Everyone's looking at me. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> yep, now you will. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of came up too, with, with a couple just because I don't have, like, I don't have a lot of memories. Um, when I was a nine... Um, my family was in a really bad car accident. And I just remember that Christmas, um, we had moved into my dad and my stepmom's house. And I just remember all these bags of toys. Like, it didn't matter. They were all used. But it was just, it was so 
magical. Like none of them were wrapped. It just was how it was. And, um, I don't know, for some reason that came to mind first. Um, the second two are kind of like hand in hand. I love surprises. I love surprising people. And I lived back east and, uh, spent, I didn't really come home for Christmas very often. Um, but, there were two occasions. One, um, I showed up on my mom's porch on Christmas Eve, um, had a taxi take me home. It was snowing. I knocked on the door. My mom was in the bath <laughs> and I'm like knocking on the door, hoping someone will answer. Um, and that went really well. She had no, they had no idea I was coming home. And then that's awesome. I don't know if it was the next year, a couple story. years. That's later. a movie story, Jessica. <laughs> that was <laughs> well, probably on gets the better. Hallmark channel. Yeah, it, probably was. it wasn't, but this one could, this could have been, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it was the next year, a couple years later. Um, my family was going to be in Vegas, so I wasn't going to fly home, but I decided to fly to Vegas instead and surprise them. <laughs> and it ended up being the biggest disaster. Um, I missed my flight by five minutes and ended up having to stay overnight on Christmas Eve in, in Florida. I hate Florida. And, uh, <laughs> Does who doesn't like Florida? Anyway, so it just, it ruined, I mean, it was Christmas Eve in a hotel in Florida. And then I had to call them and tell them what I was doing instead of like just showing up at their hotel room because I had to find out where they were going to be the next day. And anyways, so those were my kind of memorable moments. What about moments. you two? You have to go on. I, I, I okay. So I, I have a larger family and my dad. No. Yeah. My dad um, was in the military and in the steel industry. An odd combination. And those of you who are old enough will remember um, mid-80s, the st- the massive steel crash yeah. that that rocked the entire United States. It affected, it affected the car industry. It affected a lot of people. So we, this, this is when we lived in Iowa. So my dad, um, who was high up in the company that he worked for, and the company had been around for 50 plus years and, oh, we'll never go out of business. Uh, they went out of business. <laughs> that happens to everyone. <laughs> and so my dad lost, lost his job and this was probably in about October. Um, Ouch. So there's seven of us and my dad loses his job. Um, they're not at the point where they're, they're going to lose the house, but things aren't looking so great. So my uncle, uh, calls up my dad and said, Hey, I have a condo in Denver that you guys are welcome to stay at for a few months. It's not very big, but you're welcome to stay there. Uh, and so my parents decided that was at the time that was the best thing to do. So seven of us, um, pack up from Iowa, move to Denver, Colorado, um, into a two bedroom condo. Holy shit. So. <laughs> There is my my mom and dad are in one bedroom, and then my brother, who at the time was I don't know a couple months old, in the master bedroom. The only other bedroom there's two sets of bunk beds, so four of my sisters are in that room, and then down in the basement, um, I have a, a piece of plywood up against kind of the wall in the corner. So so that was my that was my bed. That was your bedroom. That was my bedroom. Was the basement. Um, this would have been about nineteen eighty. Six, seven, somewhere in that ballpark. Anyway, um, so so Christmas time. So that that was kind of October, November when we moved there. So so Christmas comes, and the the funny part about about this area of town is at the time, 
we didn't really realize it, but it was actually a very rich, high-end part of Denver. It was Aurora, Colorado. Oh, yeah, Aurora. Yeah. yeah. So so we're in this this really actually high-end condo complex. Seven of us, though. Packed like rats. And people are going, like what the hell? It's like a clown car. Yes. You know, surrounded by these huge houses. Like, all of my friends live in these mansions and everything but i was it it didn't really i mean it dawned on me but not exactly i was a kid i was young enough that it eh. anyway so that christmas um my dad still didn't have a job uh we're (laughs) we're living in my uncle's condo who was awesome of him to let us stay there uh so my dad was traveling though trying to find work um so he'd been gone and he came back just before Christmas, like a day or two before Christmas. So for Christmas that year, and th- th- I'm getting to the part that's the most memorable. For for Christmas that year, uh, we all got one toy. And I remember uh, that I got the triple transformer that was the train, oh. the, the, the transformer itself, and then uh, the space shuttle, I think. Yeah, I think so. That's what it turned into. So, so all of us, all seven of us got something like that and then we all got our own boxes of food what i mean is we all got each of us got our own cake mix we got our own like hungry man dinner kind of thing and we thought that was awesome because we're like we gotta make the whole cake and we get it all to ourselves my mom's like yeah you can make the cake and it's all yours we thought that was amazing so we got our own cake (laughs) when you're when you're in a (laughs) when you're in a family of seven getting your own cake yeah to get a piece is something because like getting a whole making a whole cake it's gone like one sitting and it's gone and if you don't get something you're done so so that was i mean i when my kids get a little funky about their gifts and what they want and their expensive toys i tell them that story and, and i remind them you know it's not about what you give it's the spirit of giving and I really didn't have much growing up, but for me, that was probably the most memorable Christmas I've ever had. Yeah, well, and I think a lot of people forget Christmas isn't about what you get. No, it's not about the toys. It's it's it, it's about being with family. It's about well, giving. It's about yeah, the and spirit. it's about it's about giving. It's about giving to other people, not necessarily what you receive in terms of a gift. So, and you know, as kids, I am sure there are those of my siblings who thought that was horrible. As grownups, when we talk, when you look back, I don't, I don't see any of your. As grownups, we all look back at that, and I would say collectively, at least the older ones of us, all remember that as probably being the best. I think you guys have a pretty healthy, cool, down to earth. I mean, you've talked to Holly on here, and Jeremy's. Most of Jeremy's brothers and sisters are pretty much like that. They're pretty whole and healthy, and were very loved by their parents, and you can tell. As opposed to moneyed by their parents. Yeah, okay, so so Bray, you're last up. up. Finish us out strong, babe. I, I I probably shouldn't have been the one to wrap it up. I really don't have <laughs> specific, um, super happy, super sad Christmas memories. As an only child, I pretty much always well, got what, whatever I wanted, however I wanted. What I what about my, recent stuff? Well, no, not, I mean, even recently, like things are, are always, somehow always work out. Even when I think that things might be bad, they've to the point where I just, my Christmas memories are more just, I just enjoy all the, the getting ready and the, the being part of it. And 
like one of my main, main things about Christmas. And I still tease my kids about this and we still kind of play around with it is, um, something that my dad always did, which was, if you don't believe in Santa, then Santa doesn't visit you. And so, you know, we still, Santa still comes to our house. I love that. My kids are 16 and nine. Well, Cassie will be 19 next month and, and they still get, Santa Santa presents. They still have, I have a special wrapping paper and I only wrap Santa presents in that wrapping paper. And when they were kids, I hid it. They didn't know where it was. I would disguise my writing. I would put tags. Let's be clear though. Santa doesn't give the cool shit. Yeah. Santa Santa fills stockings and gives you the shit that mom and dad are okay with Santa giving you. Yeah. Cause I want to, I want to, I always want to be able to take it. Take credit for the stuff that I think is the like greatest. Santa can give like the family board games and the family movies and the DVDs yeah. and stuff like that. But he always gives me toothbrush. If the kids get new phones or the kids get a computer, that. that ain't fucking Santa. Fuck that. But thanks for hijacking my story. Sorry. But my my Christmases aren't necessarily about one Christmas or another. It's all about the traditions. Kind of like, well, it's it's kind of like Jess said and and she she's she said it a lot where her family isn't very traditional. My family is hugely traditional and I'm a hugely traditional person. I love the traditions and following in them and keeping up things and so like the wrapping paper and the way that we do Christmas Eve. Yeah, I was going to say that. That's one of the things that I really liked getting in, in into your family is Christmas Eve. So Christmas Eve, this year is going to be a little different probably um, with, with Grandma passing away. Yeah, because uh, my my mom's brothers have already bowed out basically. But so Grandma Grandma Herrera, uh, everyone would get together at her house Christmas Eve. We would, all, we would all have food, um, usually a, a family potluck of, of some sort, um, where there was uh, a constant war of, of who's the bigger pain in the ass versus better cook between me and, and Bree's aunt. Um, but we had a white elephant exchange with... Not as cool as the cat. <laughs> not like met, not but we did get stuff. Mrs. Perfect from it. But oh. we got some cool stuff out of it, and, and really... There's a couple gifts that always got regifted. The same, like two things that get passed every year to someone else. Like every, it's a game of who can disguise it the best. Um, and everyone would give grandma her presents and she would hand out her envelopes to everyone. And, you know, occasionally she would get a gift for, you know, someone. Or, oh, no, no. You only think that because me and the girls got gifts from grandma. Yeah. So, Bree's an only child. Uh, I don't know if anyone and heard my that. children are her. Yeah, her. They're the oldest grandchildren, or, or you know, no, great, not. the oldest great grandchildren. No, they're not. Who's older? Oh, because Danielle is the that's oldest. That's right. Danielle is from from Dennis and Lila. Um, but anyway, it was always nice. Um, that'll change now. Uh, but we're still inviting her cousins over for Christmas Eve and her mom to to have. And I always have. I've always liked clam chowder on Christmas Eve. But it, it's kind of funny because. You know, you don't realize the things that you pass along to your kids and neither one of my, well, Sean, Sean's a pretty sentimental hanger on her kind of a kid. She likes to hang on to things, but Cassidy is not sentimental. That's my oldest. She doesn't care about things. She doesn't get super attached to things. Things don't matter to her. But, um, this year with going away to college, I think, um, I, I'm kind of getting emotional. Sorry. Um, I think that the traditions she grew up with 
were a huge comfort to her because one of the things I, I redid our floor just randomly, like right before Thanksgiving. And yes, she did. Uh, one of the things that Cassidy had said to me was, mom, you're putting up the Christmas tree the day after Thanksgiving, right? Because the last couple of years I had kind of gotten lackadaisical about it, not really done it. You went up like had taken night. three days yeah. to do it or whatever. And, and so I promised her yes. And she was, you know, oh, there she came home and the floor was torn up and she was really upset. Um, but then, you know, we got the tree up and she was excited and she got to put the tree, you know, I think she spent more time putting the ornaments on this year than she has in four years. Yeah. Yeah. Colors has a way of changing a lot of things. Yeah. And I think she just, I think that these traditions are like, she knew when she came home that the tree would be there and her ornaments would be there and all of that. And I, I see that that maybe as cheesy as I am and as much as she laughs at me that that comforted her. And I know that for me, when I left home and I got married, that though knowing that those traditions were going to, going to keep happening um, are what comforted me. So it's not necessarily one Christmas memory. It's the fact that every Christmas, these basic things happen and it doesn't necessarily matter what I get. Um, but these people are mainstays. I've never had to spend a Christmas alone. I've never had to spend a Christmas away from my mom. Um, I've never even with the divorce and stuff, I've never had to share my children Christmas morning. And those are all things that I cherish. And that when Cassie leaves us, that's going to be a hard. So hard uh, what about Christmas two years ago? what did you do? When I went to Hawaii? Yeah. Well, that that's not a- memorable. Well, it was cool, but it wasn't like we we didn't go there because it was Christmas. But we did go on Christmas Day. We did go on Christmas Day, but again, traditionally, we did all of the Christmas Eve, same Christmas Eve stuff. We We still got up Christmas morning. morning. We still did every Christmas morning stuff, and we didn't leave until my daughters left to go see their grandpa in battle. And then we left and jumped on a plane and went to Hawaii for a week for work. Uh, And man, that was fun. That was fun. Brie got to hang out with her best friends, the dolphins. I did. And, uh, but again, like, I don't feel like that was a Christmas thing necessarily. Like no. that, to me, that wasn't Christmas. It was after Christmas. Yeah. We flew on Christmas, which flying is interesting. By is the way. Weird. Flying on Christmas. I've flown on other holidays plenty. Flying on Christmas is incredibly weird. Like flying was the same. And Hawaii, by the way, Christmas in Hawaii, it's huge. I could not, so I, we had to go there because I had to work. Um, I was, I was doing some, some client installation stuff, uh, over, over New Year's basically in Hawaii, which by the way, fireworks in Hawaii on New Year's is insane. Unbelievable. People go into debt and they give up their food just to buy I mean, they're like spending two grand on firecrackers, not aerials. They're like, firecrackers. They're like, here's our three different credit cards so that we can afford to pay for these. Yeah, like just, just crazy shit. Anyway, so, but for like a month, I'm trying to book a place to stay in Hawaii. Well, I finally find a place. It's pretty pricey. Uh, and it was like the last place on the freaking island that we were supposed to go to. And then like two weeks out, I get told I have to switch to the big island. Because he says Hawaii, but it was Maui? Mau- no. So we, yeah, we were originally going to go to Maui. Maui. Um, and, and stay on Maui. And then we ended up switching to the big island. Um, <laughs> and so I've changed flights so we can go to the big island and, and fly into Kona instead of flying into... Um, I don't remember whatever it is on Maui, uh, and then and then find a new hotel. So I end up having to stay. This is all in work's time. We stay at 
a uh, a Marriott resort. No, it was I a Marriott, thought it, it was no, a Hilton. Hilton. A Hilton resort. It was beautiful. Uh, in Con- just out like like thirty minutes outside of Kona. It's got own private beaches. They have their own dolphin sanctuary. This inner bay where they get um, giant sea turtles come into the bay every day, and then they have their own like dolphin sanctuary where they have like. I don't know, it was like freaking 12 or 14 dolphins that they have. Which just happened to be right outside our hotel room. Our suite that we get, because again, in Christmas, Hawaii's freaking booked. The suite that we get, we end up getting a free upgrade uh, because of space, I guess, and, and my Hilton status or something. We get a free upgrade to... A room with a balcony that looks right. It's into right the next to like bones. this two-story room. But so every morning I just woke up and I just went out there and I just listened to the. Do- I cried yeah. when we left <laughs> because I didn't want to leave the dolphin. Like seriously, like in the morning at like six a.m. I'm having to get up super early because I'm having to deal with the East He's Coast and, and and you know Hawaii's four hours behind and us. I'm so, so we're still getting up. Like there, there it's like noon by the time. Like I'm getting up at six and it's it's noon on the East Coast and and uh, I'm working. But I'm working, and there's freaking dolphins playing every morning at 6 a.m. And we're watching them swim. And and they're just playing with each other. There's no trainers out there at 6 a.m. They're just having a good time playing with each other in the pools. And and then the trainers would come out, and it was so fun to watch them figure out, like, like they knew those buckets, and one trainer must have been new. And one of the dolphins stole a bucket off of the the little thing. It was was fun. Good stuff. Uh, Anyway. But yeah, I mean, I guess that's a that's a huge Christmas memory. But at the same time, it's, that's, you don't associate it exactly don't. with Christmas. I mean, the tree was there and stuff, but it was it was after all of my Christmas. You know, you got to talk into the mic still. Sorry, when you, all my when Christmas you, when all of my Christmas stuff was done. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have a lot of memories of of my mother, but Christmas is definitely one of them. We always had a grand tree. Um, the year that she passed, she was actually building me a dollhouse. Uh, there was a little hobby store that was at Trolley Square, and I just remember going there all the time so she could buy whatever, shingles or siding <laughs> or, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, Christmas is that's, I mean, my my parents now don't have traditions, but I, I still carry my mom's tradition, so... Well, that's going to do it for tonight. Um, I hope you enjoyed our story time. Uh, I know I did, actually. It was nice to hear uh, Christmas stories. I didn't know the stories from from you guys. So um, it was nice to hear the Christmas stories and talk a little bit about Utah. And um, I hope everyone has a, a great holiday uh, Whatever this week. holiday you may be celebrating. You know, if you're Jewish and you're done with Hanukkah, cool. Good, or good for you. Or you're nothing and you're just enjoying the fact that you get time off because yeah, us time dumb off. Christians are celebrating I don't Christmas. get a day off because Christmas is on Sunday. Yeah. You get paid? Don't you get paid holiday time for Monday though? Nope. Yeah, you're Not fu- me. Fuck yeah. VW Southtown. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but fuck them. I get Monday off. Uh, bring socks first. Let me be clear. Uh, yeah, socks and pornography. Um, <laughs> don't me- bring pornography <laughs> to the dealership, please. Unless you ask for Jess. <laughs> yes, then you can. Okay, uh, I, I they got have this. have to go into the service. I got area. this porno Please. for Jess. Uh, can oh you guys go get Somebody Jess said something for me? about bringing it to her. I don't know. I put it in a sock or something. Yeah. I don't know. She just so asked hard. me to bring porno and socks. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense, but here. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, <laughs> hopefully, you have a great holiday. <laughs> just
picture people bringing chest porn. No one's ever done that before. Package of tube socks. Here's this penthouse and some socks. I don't don't (laughs) don't know what they have to do with each other, but you told me to bring them. Here's a new package on open socks. Here's this Debbie Does Dallas DVD. Uh, (laughs) Merry Christmas. So anyway, uh, enjoy your holiday season. Um, I'm going to be fucking working because that's the way my job rolls. Um, For the same reason we got to go to Hawaii. Yep. So I'm not going to bitch too much. Um, and uh, yeah, remember to give. Get out and donate. Um, do charitable things. Not just this time of year, but but all times of the year. But uh, specifically uh, Wednesday and Thursday this week, uh, go donate to the road home. There's matches going Make it on. a tradition. Yeah, make it a tradition. Your traditions don't have to be traditional. They can be whatever you want them to be. Make donating a tradition. Uh, make bringing Jess socks and porno a tradition. You know, whatever I it takes. Like Wherever she is. Uh, if One you day want- she'll be working somewhere really strange and people will still be bringing her socks and porn. That's, don't make empty promises. <laughs> I'm totally gonna do it. Now. <laughs> I'm gonna like, I'm gonna mail you a package at VW you- Southtown. I'm not going to go personally, but I'm going to mail you a package. Like, I'm going to FedEx it. It's going to be a box. You're going to open it up. There's going to be two tube socks, and they're going to have porno mags stuffed in them. <laughs> and you're going to open it up in the office and be like, oh, my God, I can't I fucking got to go put this like, in my cart. Yeah. You're going to throw this shit away before anyone finds out that I've got it on my desk. Um, yeah, if you guys uh, if you guys like us, uh, leave a review on Stitcher or iTunes or SoundCloud. Um, you can listen to us. Well, you're already fucking listening to us, so you know where to reach us. Make your friends uh, listen to us. Yeah, but share, guys. Please share. Retweet our tweets. Um, share our our posts on Facebook, uh, specifically the podcast post. Um, and leave us comments. Let us know what you guys think. If you have cool Christmas memories, we'd love to hear them. Maybe if we get some, we'll, your favorite Christmas movie. Yeah, we'll food whatever. Yeah, we'll we'll Ooh, read that we didn't stuff. do favorite Christmas foods. Next um, Mine's chocolate. Next Maybe week. next week we'll talk about that. My favorite we'll Halloween food is stuff. chocolate, and my favorite Thanksgiving food is chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> she likes chocolate. Just brought chocolate chocolate cookies, and is like the first chocolate I've had. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can find us on Facebook at the New Utah Podcast, on Twitter at, at TNU Podcast, and our website is thenewutah.wordpress.com. Did I get it right? Yeah. Look at me. I'm fucking rolling like a madman over here. Uh, So Merry Christmas, folks. Uh, Enjoy your your Christ Mass, um, your Santa Claus, your... uh, And don't go clubbing. It might be closed for his birthday. What? (laughs) Don't worry about it. Because Jesus doesn't club. (laughs) Jesus would have fucking club. Look, okay. (laughs) All right, I know we're leaving, but there's a big chunk of Jesus' life that's missing in the Bible, and it's the age that most people go to clubs. That's all I'm saying. It's a good time. So, uh, yeah. It's real like clubs. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Good night, mate.